What's up, guys? Welcome to the Mammoth Games Cast for the week of July 16th. I'm one of your hosts, Night Swarm, and with me, as always, Filter Horde. Hey. Ew. Yeah, it's been a uh, it's been a slow week in gaming. Uh, I've been in training all week at work, mm-hmm. um, and so of course, like I go to training all day, and then uh, like 30 to 40 minutes before training starts, and 30 to 40 minutes after, we just like solve all the computer crises that have been happening and check on all the alarms and everything so and everything uh, just wraps up properly <laughs> things good to go i mean <laughs> not always <laughs> almost never let me just tell you these systems are so redundant that we could have like 90 percent of our system failing we'd be fine oh um, okay yeah, so uh i've been like using this week so i finished uh you know last week i talked about how i've been playing the the second of the new tomb raider games the most recent one to come out that's not the brand new one sure um and not any of the, like, spinoffs. I finished that. Had a good... Like, I think it kind of jumped the shark a little bit. You haven't played the second one, right? No. Just the first one. Okay. I'm definitely super excited for the third one. But I think a lot of things that are told in trilogies... Hopefully it doesn't end on three. I want them to continue, for sure. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, everything is like a trilogy in the world now. Because it's a trilogy cell. Right, and, uh, right, right. Like, as far as, like, the second one is always the weakest one in the trilogy, that's definitely still true here. I think the story was kind of weird um i wouldn't necessarily like if you played the first one and really liked it i don't think you need to play the second one to get what's going on it's kind of like uncharted you don't have to play all the games just play the ones you want to play you know i recommend all of the uncharted games for sure but oh yeah yeah. i don't know if i'd recommend this one um yeah uh, i mean if you're you're like me or drake you're gonna play all of them you know yeah exactly like if i were to if i had the want to play the upcoming game i would play the one before it after i'd play the first of course that's me yeah but uh yeah so um you know i finished that and that was sort of right before we recorded or maybe maybe the same day but right after we recorded last week Uh um i finished it off and then uh i started trying to get dig into some of my backlog um oh boy oh boy i've got i've got some newer games that like i'm not really so like far cry 5 i didn't beat far cry 5 I'm not super stressed about that. Like, I know that I can go back and play Far Cry. I can jump in and know exactly what's going on in, like, ten seconds. It's not yeah. a big deal. Um, so, like, you know, I got the new Assassin's Creed, the, you know, latest Origins. Um, I'm still playing through Witcher again. I'm still playing through Mass Effect Andromeda again. So, like, mm-hmm. that stuff doesn't stress me out because I know I can hop right back in and be into it. But uh, I'm trying to, to beat off some of this old shit. And, um... So I started, uh, I tried up um, the Yakuza Kiwami, the uh, the remake of the first Yakuza game. Okay. Um, which, uh, well, th- there's two games here. So I'll, I guess I'll just say both of them. So it was Yakuza and Nier, and I'm going to talk about Yakuza first. Um, so both of them kind of have the same issue for me. Like, I'm not going to continue on either one of them. Um, so, like, Yakuza, I really like the style of it. Um, you can feel the age of the game. I think this is originally a PS2 game. Um, right. So it, it's like, you can definitely feel the age, but the graphics are all there. Um, it's basically like you can feel the age in some of the controls and some of the, like how slowly paced things are. So like you'll be walking around in the overworld and like a gang of dudes will run up to fight you. And then when they get to you, the game like pauses and sort of like does the like shaky zoom in thing. And then you're in a fighting area, and then you fight them, and then it zooms out, and then you're back on the street, and they're all hurt, and then you, like, go home. Okay. Um, 
but there's like a lot of cool stuff going on. I love the environment of it. Super interesting. Um, the game's got like a really good sense of humor, considering that it's basically like a mafia game, right? Um, mm-hmm. There's like the fights are really cool. The different styles all have like noticeable differences. Um, like overall, I really like all the systems of the game, but they just released Yakuza Six, uh, and then there's a Yakuza Zero that you have to like consider. So there's where does seven, that fall? Does that fall like uh, it, it was a, one? It was a prequel. Yeah. Okay. Um, so it's like leading up to so basically like a, a classic video game thing. Um, the first Yakuza like starts and you're like about to win it all and then you lose it basically. So like. Um, I like I know for sure that I'm never gonna play through like each Yakuza game's huge, so like I'm never gonna play through all seven Yakuza games. I just don't have that time in my life anymore. While they're still making more actively, you know what I'm saying? Dude, right. what is this Dead or Alive Extreme? I know. Oh, I'm like, what the fuck is happening here? Very good. Grim's all over this. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> you know, it's that it's that kind of thing that's like. I uh, I missed the train on it, and it's just too late for me to get back on. Um, and I like what I'm seeing in Yakuza. Like, <clears throat> of the two of these, like, between Yakuza and Nier Automata, um, there's, like, I, I have, like, kind of different opinions on the two. Um, mm-hmm. We're like, Yakuza, I like it a lot. I like what it's doing. I like the weirdness. It's j- exactly Japanese enough for me. Um, but it's just too much. Like, I just, I don't have the time, and I'm not going to go through... Like, I don't have the time to play one Yakuza game. And I'm six behind. Yeah, you know like, I mean? for, like, for me, I look at this and it hits that, like, almost, like, that feel that I got when I played Sleeping Dogs. Uh-huh. Of, like, this is just, like, Japanese enough for my tastes. Right, yeah, it's um, not, like, super weird. It's but, just, like, you get a good view of the culture, but it's also, you know, it's drama and it's a little extreme. But every single time I've played one, it just, I'm like, nope. Hmm. Nope. Not for me. Can't do it. And yeah, I, I, mean, I, I don't. I didn't get that in like Sleeping Dogs, or I, I don't okay. know. Maybe it's because in Sleeping Dogs, like I knew, like I know where that was coming from. The True Crimes mm-hmm. uh, games, which I, you know, I'm a big fan of the True Crime, right. True Crime games. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Maybe it's you know, maybe it's something. I, just, I, I mean, I think it's too late. It, it's just too late for me. Yeah, um, and then and then you do have six other games, seven other games technically. Well, seven um, games total, so it's yeah, total. Others, yeah, yeah. Um, um, and then yeah. with uh, so kind of, I mean, ironically, these are both Japanese, uh, you know, action RPGs, which is kind of weird. So we'll we'll move on to Nier. Um, mm-hmm. Did you play Nier Automata at all? I did. Nope. Okay. Um, I'm definitely gonna have to like. I want. So I want to, but it falls under that like um, kind of the same way. I really want to play like Nino Kuni. Uh huh. Like, I really want to play Nino Kuni, but it's like, realistically, can I put in the time that... Can I put in, like, the 60 hours that's going to take me to play the game? A hundred percent. Yeah, that's my and, issue. Like, and, and Nier is going to take, like, 80 hours. It's going to be longer. Well, not only is Nier longer, but the Nier is, has, like, I guess... I don't want to say less total content, but you're repeating yourself more. Um, so in Nier, like, there's... So you play the game and you get your first ending within, like, I don't know. You get your first ending in 20, 30 minutes, maybe an hour. And then Mm -hmm. from there, that's where they introduce the idea to you that you're going to be doing things over and over again. You're respawning. You're trying an alternate path. um, And you're playing the same story again. So to actually really beat Nier and get all the information that is contained within Nier, 
you have to get at least you get your A ending, which is you know within an hour. You get mm-hmm. your B ending, and you play through the game. You get your C ending, which is New Game Plus. And then there's a D ending after that. And that's the core game. There's a total of 29 endings in this motherfucker. Yeah. yeah and I mean, I, I with, like that, um, but that's way too much, man. That's way too far. Mm-hmm. Like, the yeah, idea you're changing, is... You're changing between cool, uh, 2B and 9S um, that Grim just called out. He said, after the first playthrough, you do change character, at least. So, that's, that's different. Fine. I mean, that adds that's different good. mechanics. But um, it's just not enough. Like... Uh, I, I thought the gameplay was a little weak as well. Um, I didn't really like the flow of combat. It was like, it was going for sort of DMC-ish style. I mean, this is, um, uh, wh- what was the company that did near? Um, Atlas? Was it Atlas? Uh, I'll look into that real quick. But um, okay. it was kind of going for that more like stylish, like high action, high energy combat. But uh, I think it missed it. I, I really didn't like the combat. Um, uh, Yokotaro, Square Enix, Platinum Games made it. Yeah, oh, okay. they were going for they were going for Devil May Cry, and I think they totally missed it. Um, I, I I really didn't like the combat, and I'm like I, I love the themes, the story, and everything of Nier. Like I've heard a lot of it. I I, I mean I looked into it because I thought I was just never going to play it. Um, right. So I spoiled myself definitely. But I really like what it's doing. But I can't do it. You know what I mean? Um, that's just it's not, it's not going to be me. Um, yeah. So it's it's kind of tough. Like uh, I definitely I don't have it in me to play through the game once. And you don't really get the full game until you've played through it like three or four times. Yeah, and that's the thing that I don't like. Like even if you switch characters and you play through, like yeah, you're playing through a, like even a similar story. It's like I know what's yeah. happening here, and I'm just waiting to get the next little piece at the end. 100%. That's that's not that's not good. I don't, I don't, I don't think that's that good either. writing. Yeah, I don't do new game pluses to begin with. I mean, I've played, you know, like so. Let's go back to you know my classic uh, Dragon Age Two. Mm-hmm. This is not a deep game, you know. The main issue, I mean, really, my my number one issue with Dragon Age Two is that it's a very shallow game. There's 15 maps, ish, mm-hmm. and that's what you get. And you have to play, you know, 60, 50, 60 hours of the game in those 15 maps or whatever. Right. So like um and I've I've played Dragon Age 2, I don't know, 10 times through to completion. So it's like, you know, that kind of thing doesn't necessarily bother me, but it has to be on a structure of a game that I'm ready to invest that amount of time into. And then I I right. you know, it was one of those things that I kind of said to um you know, a couple of people I was talking about the games with like if I was 13 or 14, Near Automata would be my game of probably my favorite game of my life. You I was just I, mean? I was just gonna say that like yeah. if this just, had I'm, come I'm just, out on like PS2, I would have yeah. lost my fucking mind. And in fact, I mean the Dragon Guard games did, and they just were not popular or successful. You know? I, I I would have played um, this game all the way from like I would have played through it. all of all of it over and over again to get yeah. all of those endings. But yeah, I think I don't know. I I think it's um probably a mix of like. What like what we're used to these days in games, and then mm-hmm. as well, like for me personally, like my age, it's like I look at stuff like that and I'm like, I don't have time for that kind of bullshit. I right can't now. do that anymore. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it is like, it, it part of it. I mean, I'll, a lot of it is just this the the world I'm in now. Like, not necessarily like. Uh, I it's mean, really specifically the amount of time I can dedicate to games versus the amount of other interests that I have. 
Right. Like, um, and then not to mention that there's just a lot more really good games out now. When, like, Knights of the Old Republic, which this is the 15-year anniversary today, I guess. Um, okay, cool, cool. So, so the, you know, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic from Bioware. When that came out, I mean, I, I played through that game like 10 times, but what else was I playing at the time? Nothing. I mean, right. I, I bought maybe two total other games that year, and one of those was Pokemon. So, like, yeah. you know, totally different as far as I'm concerned. Like, I play mobile games in a totally different way than I play console games or PC games. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I, it's just, I'm, I'm just in a different world at this point. Like, I, these games don't, they can't exist to me. Yeah, the, I mean, um, yeah. I just don't it, have it, it in me. It can, but, and, and this might be, unless you have more on this, might be a good mm-hmm. segue into the you know, the game that I've been playing. Um, of, of <laughs> like, like, like this, this kind of game can be good, mm. but it has to be, um, has to be like so spread out that it's like, yeah. remember that kind of game you remember playing way back when? Well, you know, you can, you know, there's a new game coming out that's like that. Um, and it, I don't know. I, I seem like there's a lot. There's a lot of like Japanese games that come out and have like that style of like, oh, you have to beat it like 15 times to get all the endings, and mm-hmm. yeah, it doesn't work anymore. But the you know I've been playing, um, I've been playing Octopath Traveler, yep. and that's a game that's very much like old school, and yeah. it, it it incorporates some good new school stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's yeah, it, it's it's done um, it's done very well. Uh, I. There's eight different stories, um, so, you know, eight different, uh, like, main characters you can swap. You have four uh-huh. people in your party at a time. Um, and, uh... Okay, and, I definitely and, do and, have some, some further questions about this, too. So, so get your spiel, and then I'm gonna come in hot. Sure. And then you can have, I think, technically up to six people following you all at one time, depending on who you have in your party. You can take on, um, like, summon, like, not summons, but you can be like, uh, like, I'm a cleric. Why don't you follow me? Because I'm a fucking cleric. And they're like, okay. Mm-hmm. And then you can summon that person in battle. And, like, the NPCs have different, like, different uh, abilities you can read while you're, like, browsing around to see who you want to bring with you for this uh, period of time. And you can get, like, I think the max I've ever got is, like, nine summons on mm-hmm. one person. Um, uh, but, yeah, I mean, there's... You, you have... It's just about, you know, making your character... Your your um, party, you know, I, ideal. Like mm-hmm. uh, on this playthrough, which I'm gonna have to start again. There's actually like a whole thing. Like I plan on streaming this, but I'm getting a lot of audio feedback, so I bought this part. Hopefully, it'll yeah. be here yeah. Monday, um, so I can you know basically start the game over and uh, play it the way I originally wanted to play. It. But I started with the mm-hmm. character I had played in the demo, um, uh, the thief, and he's really good. I really like the thief. Um, yeah. But I just picked up the Huntress, and she is just by far my favorite character. Mm-hmm. Like leaps and bounds. So when I start over, I'll start with the, uh, I'll start with the Huntress for sure. Um, but yeah, each person has their own story. Sometimes uh, characters' uh, paths kind of cross down the line, right. um, which is kind of cool. Uh, but they're in your party anyway, so it's like, oh, we just have to go to the same place and kind of do the same thing. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean. It's your standard um, Final Fantasy style RPG that you'd imagine. Turn-based combat, mm-hmm. um, looking for weaknesses. I think that's probably uh, one of my favorite things to do 
is you can uh, kind see of exploit it, combos and stuff. Yeah, and like underneath each enemy, you can see it, it has like uh, like boxes, and then it has mm-hmm. like a number with a shield. You have to yeah. hit their weakness, which shows up in the boxes. So you have to kind of guess on you know what you have to like tr- through trial and error. Okay, these guys are really vulnerable to me. You know, stabbing them in the back with daggers, or cutting them with a sword, or an axe, or shooting them with a bow. Um, and then once you hit them with that vulnerability, uh, like twice, they break and they kind of become like dazed and confused, and then you get to attack uh, and mm-hmm. do like heavier attacks. Um, so you want to like confuse them and then just hit them with like everything, um, like uh, like all the power you can. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, it it it's pretty. Uh, you know, other than that, it's pretty standard. You know, swapping equipment. You have your uh, magic attack. Uh, magic defense, regular attack, regular defense, um, evasion. It, yeah, it's it's really good. Um, I definitely recommend it. I'll definitely be talking about more when uh, I finally get this uh, grounding situation figured out. But mm-hmm. okay, yeah, that's um. So, do you know how much? I'm trying to think of how to phrase this. I've been thinking of this the whole time. Mm-hmm. How much does the way that you play change the game? So, like, my, um, so I, I know that you choose which character you're going to start as, and you kind of play through segments of different characters' stories, and you hop around between them, and some people are going to meet up, and sometimes they don't. I mean, is th- is this a game that has like forty six thousand versions, but you essentially get the similar, or the same ending, or is this like a fucking David Cage game? No, no, this is. I mean, I believe there's going to be. Um, one ending. I pray to God. And well, technically there'll be eight endings, but there it'll be an ending for each character, and okay. it won't be. And and you'll get to experience all those in one playthrough. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, I, I don't that think there's any. Just a lot. I don't think there's any deviation from mm-hmm. uh, like your story. I don't think that you can guess. Like you can like at least I haven't had the ability to. Um, like make heavy, heavy choices of like, oh, do you want to go down the right like path? Like major or the left changes. Path? Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I've had like a few where it's like this person's like, oh, I'm dying out here. Do you have any healing items that can help me? And you can choose like yes or no. Mm-hmm. And it's like I don't think that's changing anything. I think it's just like a small side story. It fell yeah. under my side quest stuff, so mm-hmm. I assume it's just you know like extra. This is a little something something you can do, and you might find that guy in a town in the future or something, and he gives you twenty bucks. Right, right. Um, and there are a lot of those like, oh, I hope to see you later, you know, and then yeah, you kind of part ways. So it kind of implies like, okay, I'll be seeing that person later. Mm-hmm. I mean, <clears throat> yeah, definitely. Don't get me wrong; like, I love that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. but uh, like, I, I have to be careful with RPGs now. Like, I'm I'm very into the Bioware style of RPG, of course. I mean, anybody, you know. Right. guess that pretty easily right. um and it's like they're relatively fast paced you can drop it and come back to it later um you can sort of respec in the middle and the game is kind of encourages you to say like this is your story stick to it and don't like go replay the game 15 times and save scum to get the perfect whatever mm-hmm. uh, it doesn't really want you to do that um, right which you can tell through like the like carrying your saves forward and shit which i guess hasn't really happened in a while now but um, yeah, that's what they kind of built their company on in a lot of ways, uh, in, at least in the modern generation. So, 
Um, it's definitely that kind of thing where, like, I, I really don't want to play... Like, I can't play the Nino Kuni games. It's too much. Um, I like this style of game that I've seen. What I've seen of Octopath, I like. Um, yeah, it's I definitely mean, something that, like, I thought I was going to write it off, and then it caught me. Yeah, like, when, when I say, like, standard RPG, it's a very standard RPG where you have mm. your, like, you have your job class, and you have right. your, um, you know, you're just managing equipment. And, like, I was talking with, uh, I was talking with Pasty, he's been playing this a lot, and mm. he's like, I thought I had changed up my cleric staff, and I'm getting, like, garbage heals from her, I'm, like, getting ready to just throw her out of the party and just rely on items. And, yeah. uh... Then I realized I, I accidentally didn't, like, I bought a really good staff, I didn't equip it on her. And he's like, yeah. and when I equipped that staff, it, like, oh, no. my heals went up by, like, six times. That's funny. So, you know, it's, like, I, I remember doing that, you know, forever ago. You know, like, when you're playing a game, like, oh, I did something stupid and I just forgot to do that. And now the game is... Like, I'm playing it the way... Like, it's not as hard as, you know, you accidentally made the game harder for yourself. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, but yeah, like, I am obsessed with, like, just doing two things. Finding all of those uh, uh, vulnerabilities for enemies, mm -hmm. because, like, they... Like, if you run into the enemy again, you already have that experience, and, yeah. you know, you know... Like, you already know, oh, they're weak to fire, or whatever. Um, mm -hmm. So I'm obsessed with that. And now with the Huntress, I'm obsessed with capturing, uh, like, strong enemies. Because she can actually mm. just capture enemies and have them fight for her. Right. And it works just like a summon. So you have, like, I caught a... The biggest thing I've caught was a uh, this really tough wild boar. Mm -hmm. And I, I was like, oh, that's awesome. But I can only summon it three times. Oh, that's kind of weird. That, so that kind of... Cool, yeah, so it's like you can get bigger things, but you, it looks like it's going to be, be like careful a, with them. Yeah, like a less amount. Um, right. And you can, she can carry or have like multiple enemy or uh, yeah, like summons. Uh, yeah. summons with her, and she has one that's her, like her pet, so mm. it's infinite. She can have it forever. Okay, I love that. And uh, yeah, it looks like so far she can capture anything. I think even like thieves and stuff, like like oh, bandits really cool. and pirates. That's um, awesome. She can just kind of like trick them, like you're an idiot, come with me, and they're like, all right, okay, yeah, I'm really interested, and in, I'm I'm really interested. Oh, and um, the fucking visuals, like, um, I did uh, the character uh, Tressa. She's uh, the merchant. Okay. Yeah, she lives on uh, this place. I think it's called like Riverbend or something. Riverbend. She lives in like a uh, like a port town, like a very mm -hmm. small port town. And uh, the the visual of watching the ships the ship come in, um, you know, meeting these characters, and then the ship leaving the, like the water is amazing in this like pixel styled art. Um, mm. All the characters like it is like back in like when we were playing Pokemon originally, you didn't look at the character and go, "Oh, this looks like shit." You looked at the character and then kind of used your imagination. Oh god, the and, original. I mean, I saw recently a. Um... Somebody was talking about the like they they showed the uh, digital re-releases of Red and Blue. Uh -huh. I was like, oh my god, it's trash! How the fuck did I play that? But at the time, it was but, amazing. But yeah, like I look back at that and like I see Pokemon Let's Go coming up, and I'm just like, when I played the original Pokemon game, though, this is what I it thought. looked better. Like it looked better than what we're getting still. Um, and this it gets that same feeling, you know, like even as an old like even you know. 
like mid twenties, you know, going into your thirties, depending on right. you know how old you are, you know, like most of the people that are in MGI. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, like I still get that. Like your mind can still wander in that fashion, and that's right. really that's really. Uh, I think that's really cool. So, but yeah, I still, even in my, like, first little playthrough that I've just been, like, tinkering around and messing with, um, while waiting for this piece to to ship, um, yeah, yeah, like, I still have a few characters that I haven't ran through, so that'll be a surprise. I'm actually just kind of, like, skipping through their story, so I don't Mm -hmm. get it, um, and just enjoying how the character plays. Okay. But it looks like, yeah, there's a lot to a lot to experience. There's a lot of the map that's, um, like, sprawling that I haven't accessed yet as well. Um, some, like, option or, uh, like options you can select within your, um, you know, like, your equipment screen and stuff like that that are still grayed mm-hmm. out. I don't... I, I mean, I think I know what they are, but, I, you know, they haven't been revealed to me yet, so... Okay. But, yeah, um... Aside from Octopath, a few days before that, I started messing around with, uh, just, of course, I was setting up Windows 10 on my computer, got everything figured out, found out that there was uh, the Xbox icon, and I could access my Xbox account. I actually Mm -hmm. didn't even have to log in. Um, That's pretty cool. It just, it just, like, it accessed my email, and then just automatically logged me in, Mm -hmm. which was connected, so um, I have no idea what my password is for that i know my username now which is nice because i set it up probably back in like uh, 2005 or 6 and i haven't changed anything since um but i picked up the the trial to the gamer pass uh we messed around with a little bit of sea of thieves which was um moderately fun i still think that they need more content there yep Um, but i have been having a lot of fun with state of decay 2 um, okay. that one feels like enough, a, a decent, a decent amount of content. Um, mm-hmm. I have a good time messing with, you know, seeing the characters, um, the randomization of characters is one thing that I really enjoy. Okay. They do a yeah. really good job. Like I'm looking at this party here and I have this girl that's dying here in my party. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think I have the guy here too, but he's, um, not quite that, uh, ethnic looking in my game um and my uh my doctor she uh um she's she's an she's an asian woman i I don't Mm -hmm. uh i don't know what that changes but i do know it changes a lot of their uh i do i do know all of their like this guy was really good at like wood cutting this guy you know this girl was really good at like chemistry she was a chemist Um, and, you know, that's been fun. Uh, I, I set up the first, like, got to the first setup of, like, the house or whatever. Um, did that, ran out of room, and then I found a secondary place, and I've already mm-hmm. set up there. And, uh, right before, the last thing I did, right before I, like, logged off, um, I just hear one of the lookout guys go, holy shit, it's a juggernaut! And I was like, what? Oh, fuck. What's that? Have you yeah, ran into one of those? that's when you turn your system off. Holy shit. I first one I ever fought um wasted all of my ammo trying to kill this mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. And then I ran up and just started hacking away at it. He's smacking me around. And it's like uh like he's down, he's down to a knee. And I ran up and meleeed him and there was a melee finisher. 
I like oh, jumped on really his cool. head and started like stabbing him in it, and I was like, "Holy yeah. shit!" Um, so I got like extra like achievements and stuff like that for nice, you know, taking down the first one, taking down um, him in a cool way, and then a me- like with the melee finisher. It's mm-hmm. like, damn, that was awesome. That's really um, cool. Yeah, and it's pretty fun with other people too. Uh, just exploring this little town. There's a ton of areas that I still have, like I still haven't seen, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I think the the questing could be a bit more, um, like, like I understand, uh, like I usually understand what it says, but sometimes it's like, wait, what am I supposed to do? That mm-hmm. doesn't make any sense. Um, like, it's like, uh, put it, like, get this item and put it in your inventory. It's like, okay, it's in my inventory. And they're like, okay, now bring it to me. It's like, why didn't you just tell me to just get it and bring it to you? Mm-hmm. So it, it, they kind of go the long way around a bit. Uh, yeah. that, that one's really fun. I also want to check out, uh, I, I don't think I'll play the whole thing, but I want to check out, um, Sunset Overdrive. Mm-hmm. I just, I've been interested in that game for a while. Yeah. Uh, but I think I'm going to stick with Gamer Pass for, I don't know, <laughs> until, oh, until wow. there are people that are like, until, until I get to that point where I'm like, I don't feel like I have anything I want to play. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but it's looking um... good. It's 10 bucks. I mean, you can't yeah. really can't really beat that yeah i've been playing state of decay 2 as well it's definitely good um, yeah it was it was sort of unique in the market at the time i don't know if it still is but it's it's definitely um holding my attention you know right right but cool yeah that's uh that's pretty much all i've been playing um aside from yep. my standard you know like yep. mobile stuff um yesterday i did catch my first shiny outside of an event in pokemon nice. go uh yep. it was uh Shit, what, it, what was it? Uh, Aerodactyl. Shiny Aerodactyl. Yep. Yeah. So that was kind of cool. Yeah, that's right. Um, we do have, I think, the Pokemon Go Fest, which we have some more stuff about that coming up uh, mm-hmm. here in, in this. Um, but I still, I think it's still going on today. I think today's the last day. Yeah, it, it's uh, still ongoing. I think it's going to end at some point. To, I, I think it, it's not to say that today is the last day of it. I think it ends during the day today. Right, right. So... Um, keep that in mind, but yeah, we're going to mention that a little bit later on. Uh, yeah, I yeah. guess, uh, you ready to dive in? Yeah, well, uh, we'll, uh, we'll go ahead and dive into the game's releasing. Sure. Um, so yeah, from, uh, you know, we covered all the monthly stuff. Twitch Prime is still having new games come up every couple days, so definitely keep an eye on that. But Twitch Prime, or, uh, Amazon Prime Day starts tomorrow to Tuesday. Yep. So keep an eye on that. I'm not sure what those deals are going to be yet. But, um... Yeah, so uh, starting on July 17th, uh, the Adventure Time Pirates of the Enchiridion game coming out on Steam Switch, PS4, and Xbox One. Um, we sort of touched on this in the past. I think we mentioned, maybe this was at like a Nintendo Direct, or maybe it was something that was announced pre-E3 or something, but I know we mentioned it in the past. But Yeah, yeah, we uh, talked about this It's finally dropping. And it, it looks super good. Um, oh, yeah. I, I, uh, I don't know. It, it's always good to get. I think I mentioned it before, but it reminds me of like we like I wanted a, like a good Naruto game, and then we finally got that open world like Path of the Ninja game. I think is what it was called, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and this reminds me a lot of that, where it's like we might not there's have had been a several, lot. Several like shit games, and now we're about to make it. Yeah, it's like there's a there's been a few mobile games, but this one with the 3D and it, it mm-hmm. looks fun. Um, yep. So. 
I like I would compare it to, you know, that. And Adventure Time is just a fun, uh, like experience. Whether it's yeah, as a world, like, like it's a really interesting world that's been created. The show's great. I um, to be honest, I still I I, I don't know uh, enough about the world that <laughs> like as much as I would like to. Like I still have I'm like what the hell is happening here? Why is this place yeah. so jacked up? And I've watched some of the origin stuff, but I you know. Mm-hmm. Probably need to do a little more research on that. <laughs> For sure. Um, I mean, yeah, it's, it's definitely something I enjoy. Um, and uh, it, like you said, this it's one of those things where like there's been I've, I've played a couple. I played one uh, Venture Time game that was on 3DS, I think, and it was like, well, this is horrible. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. this might as well not exist. Um, so it, it was definitely not my thing. It was extremely designed for kids to play. So this one was looking a lot better. It actually looks like it's got some like traditional RPG elements. There's a lot of exploration going on. Um, it, it, I mean, it legitimately looks really good. And yeah, the art style, the art style really, um, really fits. Uh, they didn't really um, pull away too much from the show's traditional art style, and they just kind of added that, yeah. um, that like that minimalist art kind of mm. art style where it's like everything isn't like hyper realistic right kind of has that almost like cell shade and edge especially when you look at like jake you look like around his eyes and stuff it really mm. has that thick uh that thick everything has like a thick black line around it mm-hmm. but yeah that one's looking um that one's looking pretty good i know grim's pretty stoked about this one he'll probably pick this one up that's pretty cool yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely let me know how it is, because it, it's something I'd be interested in um, looking into, you know? For sure. Yeah. I, I'm really hoping that... Um, I, I believe this... Uh, what else is coming out on Switch? Yeah, I'm really hoping that yep. there's like a Switch demo for this at some point. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, Switch has be been really pretty good, good about demos so far. Definitely. Cool. Uh, same day, uh, July 17th, we have Sonic Mania Plus. Um, mm mm-hmm. Let me skip forward into this. Uh, this trailer here, like I'm not, a, I'm not a, even a hundred percent sure on what um, is all coming with Sonic Mania Plus. Okay. Uh, let me let me double check and look into that. Um, I know Sonic Mania just came with like, a, like pretty much like everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like uh, just a ton of stuff, Sonic. Um, yeah, I think it was, um, I, I think this originally came out on, maybe it was like PC and Wii U or something, and this is like a, an updated version of that. Yeah, yeah, this one came, well, I think this, Sonic Mania, um, I think that came out on the, didn't that come out recently? Is this like, this is like a Game of the Year edition, isn't it? It might be, I don't know. Um... But yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, all hailed it pretty much as being the best Sonic game. This is one that they had, like, fan contributors on and things like that. Right. Um, um, it says that this one is uh, a brand new adventure, though. Wow. Uh, a, back in a 2D adventure. Um, well, there might be just, like, new modes added on in the end. All new experience celebrates the best of classic Sonic pushing the envelope forward with stunning 60 frames mm-hmm. uh, gameplay. Uh, pixel perfect uh, physics, and you can play as Sonic Tails Knuckles as you race through all new zones, fully reimagined. 
classic. Cool. Uh, each filled with exciting surprises and powerful bosses. Nice. And uh, new abilities, too. So that's kind of cool. Right. Um, it's just Sonic, ba- like, in, on, like, back in the Sega day, mm-hmm. that was kind of my thing. No. But I kind of really, like, broke out of it. It's just not... Yeah, it's, it's definitely know. something that I haven't been into for, like, uh, 20 years. <laughs> yeah. I guess. That, that's kind of my problem. And it's fun. Um, like, I like this, like, I like the style. I like pretty much everything about it. But, mm. I don't know. It's just, like, a... Just something I guess I never kept up with. Right. Right. Yeah. Same thing with me. Um, that happens. I, like, it's one of those things where, like... There's a lot of games you play as a kid that you don't actually like, but you play it because it's, you don't have anything else to play. Uh-huh. Uh, Sonic was that to me. Like, I had I had the what first Sonic, I guess, and Sonic Pinball, um, on the Genesis, I guess, and it was like I, I didn't really like it. <laughs> I just played it because that's what I had. You know, it was that or Cool Spot. So, um, or whatever whatever uh, Sega console I had, I don't know, but uh, so. You know, it's something that I roll off of. I definitely haven't kept up with it, but I've got some friends that are huge Sonic fans. Sure. Um, so I know they're going to be super into this. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm in the same boat. Like, I know mm. there. I know like about five people that are going to lose their shit over this. Right. Um, but yeah. All right. Um, so another one coming out. This is kind of cool. Um, kind of an arcadey game. Tempest 4000 coming out on uh, PS4, Xbox One from Atari. Um, huh. So they, you know, they really don't want to release that console, so they're just going to go ahead and shove out of this game. <laughs> I think we <laughs> talked about this. Yeah, one once this before. is something that I think we saw an announcement, or um, you know, this, this might have been shown at E3 or something. Um, so yeah, I, it, and again, also it could be. So this is a PS4, Xbox One release. It could be that we mentioned the PC release. Yeah. So um, yeah, that this, right. it's pretty cool to be able to check this out. Um, very like bullet heli looking fun like arcade style um yeah you have like paths in front of you and they sometimes connect sometimes they they uh-huh. don't to create like a like a like a square or you or like um a hexagon whatever and you kind mm. of just go down go around the lanes and uh and blast anything coming down that lane before yeah. it reaches the end um so it kind of reminds me of like a, a cross between uh like Galaga and Asteroids. Hmm. So. Yeah, I can see that for sure. Yeah. Almost like, not the style of Geometry Wars, but the like wacky shit going on on screen of Geometry Wars. Oh yeah, yeah. It definitely has the like Geometry Wars, um, almost like UI, like the shit going on around that's not actually affecting gameplay. Mm Hmm. Cool. And the last thing on July 17th, uh, coming right. on PS4, Xbox One, and PC from your boys at Ubisoft. Uh, it is Far Cry 5 Lost on Mars DLC. Um, yeah, that one's looking pretty good. Um, if you don't have the season pass, you can grab it for 10 bucks. But All this right. is, we've talked about it a ton. I, and I love that the guys that make Far Cry get to just Do essentially play and have fun with their engine yeah. when the, when they're done creating the game. Yeah. Um, so the DLC includes new weapons, uh, the Blaster of Disaster, Hellfire, and the Morphinator. Mm-hmm. Oh, and Space Jet's Traversal Tool. Um, That's cool. 
uh, yeah, I have no idea about any of that. But yeah. uh, this one comes off the heels of uh, Hours of Darkness, which was the Vietnam uh, yeah. DLC, which I believe is also ten bucks. Looking forward, the last DLC that they've announced for their season pass is uh, Dead Living Zombies. Yep. So there's gonna so, be a good uh, zombie mode tacked on. I mean, why not, right? Yeah, I mean they've hit their um, uh, what what is that called? What, like with this one, uh, it, like you have like steampunk, you have um, like cyberpunk. This one is, uh, I think it's called raypunk. When it's like okay. that, yeah, that, that style that between twenties yeah. and fifties yeah. idea of the future right. of what would happen if we went to space. It has the standard like fat blaster. You know what I mean? It has like the. It, it's kind of hard to explain, um, and I don't have a. Uh, it, it, like when I think about it, it's like Ray Blaster. Mm. I'm gonna look one on, look one up, and pop it on screen. Yeah, kind of like. Put a load. Who's Ray? That's what I want to know. Yeah, who the fuck's Ray? Ray Kurzweil. Yeah. There's so many different types. Ray Bradbury? So. It's probably Ray Bradbury. That's not right. Yeah, kind of like this guy. Yeah, super cool. There's a lot of cool, um, uh, like, Far Cry's really been having a lot of fun. The first one was, like, the weird, like, Vietnam thing. Yeah. Um, oh, yep, that's the type of ray gun we want. It's yeah. Like, almost like Buzz Lightyear. Yeah, and you have the really, like, the, they have a very, like, minimalist, like, spacesuit mm. on with the really big, just all glass. Like, massive helmet. glass helmet. Bubble, yeah. 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 Very good. I like that they're getting to play with these styles. It's it's cool. So mm-hmm. and yeah, like we said, looking forward, you're going to be having the uh, dead living zombies mode. Yep. So imagine it'll be ten bucks too if you don't have the season pass. It looks like that one's going to release in August. So and that'll mm-hmm. kind of wrap out their year. Yeah. But yeah, uh, it's right. really cool. Uh, Far Cry Five has been supported really well. I think it did really well. Um, yeah, I love like the definitely game. like not the best Far Cry game, but very good. Sure, yeah, it definitely wasn't the best one, but it was for me. It was a lot of fun. I like. Wow. I mean, there were some weak characters, but mm. then there were some really strong characters. Like, uh, yeah, what was her name? Um, was it Hope? The it sounds right. Yeah, the chick, super mm. strong character. But then um, the brother to the south that looked exactly like the. Uh, the main brother that was like running everything, mm-hmm. like super weak. Like that guy, like I would have been okay just not even playing through his. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the northern brother was really cool too. He had like a he was like a war vet that, um, yeah. like dealt with like sounds to mentally mesmerize people. Yeah, like audio, like frequencies. Yeah. yeah, yeah, really good, really yep. really good. That's awesome. Definitely. <clears throat> okay, and then on uh, July 19th, we're getting a little bit of um, Silent Hilly type shit coming out of uh, Nipponichi Software. Um, oh, yeah. The uh, game coming out called, I'm not really sure if this works in English, but it's called Close the Nightmare. Uh, it's on Switch and PS4. I haven't heard anything um, about this. No, I haven't heard of this at all. And it looks like stunningly good <laughs> for a game I haven't heard of. Yeah, I'm gonna um, like I'm gonna have to keep a, an eye on this. Like, I don't. I think my problem, like, I would love to get something like this on the Switch, but mm-hmm. I think the Switch would, it being on the Switch would take me out of immersion. 
Yeah. Bringing Especially, it with like, playing in handheld mode, for sure. Yeah. Uh, um, playing it on the TV, like, if I'm going to play it on the TV, like, I'm like, I might as well just go PS4. Yeah, to get the better graphics. Right. Um, yeah. But I do love the idea of just taking it with me. Yeah. Even even though... Uh, at, at... It looks yeah, cool, though. It, it looks... It's interesting. Yeah. But uh, it's got a very good, like, reveal. It's super, like, Japanese horror. Um, and I'm really... Got... I'm really, personally, like, really into Japanese... The Japanese horror. Like, some of the scariest oh, stuff I remember... Like it, honestly. Yeah, some of the... Like scary, scariest stuff. I remember, um, I remember playing when I was younger. Mm. It it was a Japanese horror. It was a uh, um, Fatal Frame. Mm-hmm. But that, like the the reveal of this one, seems pretty weak. So I would have to see more. This would have to be something uh, that they would have to bring a demo out for uh, yeah. to get people or they're to gonna have it. to release some like developer-led gameplay streams or something but yeah it is kind of weird that we just haven't heard anything about it it's been out in japan apparently okay so i don't know like it might just be one of those that we just missed um there's that, that i mean that definitely could be yeah but um yeah it, it's, it seems interesting I'm trying to definitely. capitalize on that like spooky corridor first person high detailed textures market for sure for sure Cool, and that closes out our uh, our games releasing from the 16th to July 22nd. If there is anything we missed, hit us up over Twitter, at Mammoth Games Inc., um, and we'll pop it in next week's episode. But I think we actually have two that we missed from last week that we wanted to talk about. Yeah, there's a couple things. Um, so from last week, we had uh, something that is sort of up my alley, so kind of weird that I missed it. Uh, Warhammer 40k Gladius. Um, in fact, it has another subtitle, Relics of War. Um, this is coming out from Slytherin Studios, uh, which has done a lot of really good stuff. They were actually the game company that was... Uh, they, they did work on like the Deadliest Warrior Spike TV show, which is really cool. Yeah, that's um, cool. They, they yeah, actually like, they did a game, too. They had a Deadliest Warrior game, I remember. Yeah, the game sucked. Did it? Okay. Yeah, <laughs> right, probably. I, so. I imagine it would. I'm sure it's somebody's favorite game, but they're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so um, this is Fuck like your a, opinion. Uh, yeah, this is a 4K. Uh, damn, I keep saying that a 4X game set in the Warhammer 40K universe. It's really messing me up. Yeah. Um, so it's you know the sci-fi branch of the Warhammer family, I guess. Um, it's it's really laid out like um, it, it sort of plays like earlier Civilization games. Uh, it's that there's like a whole style of game that's sort of built off of that same structure. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, like the Endless series. Endless Legends, Endless Space are kind of in that same uh, hex-based structure, uh, turn-based strategy. So it seems like something that's kind of cool. I really don't like that style of strategy game usually. Um, It just I I find that it leaves too much up to your imagination, and it gets looking really uniform. Like, it it looks unoriginal really quickly, I think. Okay. Um, With a rare exception of Civilization. Um, I really don't like to look at the like hex-based cities. <laughs> like I just think that's yeah, really shit. Like, like I definitely get it though. For mm. oh, tactically, yeah, Ta- yeah, hundred percent. It makes it makes sense, and they deal like Warhammer deals a lot with like hex-based stuff. So mm-hmm. I feel like their tabletop stuff, like yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure this it translates. Works. This is a much realer translation than like the Total War Warhammer games, right? But I just, I, like, some things, like, board games don't always work as 
video games, and video games right. definitely don't always work as board games. So uh, it's something. That, it's definitely a personal preference. For sure. Um, but yeah, then the other uh, the other thing we missed, which I, it's kind of tough to catch DLC sometimes because it's not like mentioned alongside other games that are coming out. But yeah. uh, the uh, Kingdom Come Deliverance actually had a DLC drop uh, from the ashes, which is. Um, I, I believe basically what it is is um, you kind of help to your character Henry kind of helps to um, sort of rebuild the original village that you're in that gets fucked. Um, so you you are appointed as a bailiff and you're helping to rebuild this town. Um, I'm not sure if this is just coming at any time during gameplay or if this is like after you complete the main game or what. Um, I, I, I just didn't get some of those details. Right. Um, but uh, it seems really cool. It's got the town building style of thing that everybody likes to do now. It's not like crafting, um, so you don't have to worry about that. But, you know, just a little bit more to kind of keep you in the game longer as you wait for... I know they have a little bit more DLC coming, and then, of course, there's going to be whatever is next. Kingdom Come, I don't know, Revelations or whatever. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, they have a whole... I mean, we ran down in the past there. Um, yeah. They have a whole roadmap. setup ready. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the roadmap, not to mention future games that they're working on, so... Yeah, I, I think I think after the DLC comes out, I'm going to pick this game up. Um, after, mm-hmm. like, everything I'm sure you'll be able to get it with a bundle. Yeah, that, that's kind of... style edition or something. That's pretty much what I'm looking for. Um, man, it, it came out at just a time when there was other things. You know, there were other things I was playing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it just couldn't, couldn't do all of it. Yeah. And it sucks. Cool, uh, and that wraps up the myth, so we'll jump into freebies and demos. There isn't much. We couldn't really find too, too much, but we had, um, uh, it just, like, came out of nowhere. It's a sign-up for, uh, and it's always sunny in Philadelphia mobile game. Um, I have, like, no idea on what it's all about, but um, the game the game is called It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. The game goes mobile, which is would be a... The game goes mobile. Which would be, a, like, a title of one of the yeah. episode. Um, it tells the story of Frank getting a large amount of money that he needs to hide from the feds. Mm-hmm. So he enlists the gang to launder it for him. Um, you can pre-register over on their site. Um, it is uh, always uh, Um I, I have no idea what this game is going to entail. Um, mm-hmm. Done by Eastside Games, Fox, uh, Fox Next Games as well. Okay. Uh and the art just looks hilarious. It, like they're all standing around on their phones, except Frank, who's on a big ass iPad, and Charlie, who has uh, ripped a um, telephone off the wall. Yeah, he has he has ripped booth. a like a mobile telephone booth like That's machine funny. off the fucking wall. There's corn. Co- there are coins everywhere, and a big cord hanging off of it, like sparking. So that's very good. Yeah, uh, I, I think that could be fun. I signed up for it, so maybe. I have a little bit more info about that one here coming soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, but cool, we'll jump into all of the weekly news um, this come for uh, you know this last week. Um, but before we do that, since I kind of missed it at the top, if you guys, as always, get the chance, head over to facebook.com backslash Mammoth Games Inc. Uh, check out all of the stuff that we're talking about over there. Keep the conversation going uh, as well. Um, we have. Uh, I think I mentioned it last week, but we do have uh, a, a new writer over there. She's doing, uh, Rachel, she's doing 
like a game of the week, and she'll probably like in like eke more into like some other stuff um, as we go on. We'll probably have her on the show at least once too. Um, mm-hmm. So you know, go say what's up and chat with us over there. That's kind of where all the uh, weekly or daily conversation for the week goes down. Um, and then, of course, on Twitter, so you know we go live and do stuff just like this. Uh, that's at Mammoth Games Inc. on Twitter. Cool. Uh, so we'll jump into the weekly news. Uh, first up, it's. I don't think that this is bad news. I think this is good news. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Code Vein was delayed until 2019. Uh, it was slated for. Um, what was that? Uh, I want to say it was like August or September. Um, trying to find when that was originally. Yeah, I don't know. I can't find it. Uh, but Bandai Namco's, um, you know, came out and they said uh, they wanted to delay this uh, to give extra time to further refine its gameplay in an effort to exceed the expectations uh, of fans, or that mm-hmm. the fans already have for this title. Mm-hmm. Um, which is probably good, uh, like... A game that is um, as technical as uh, fighting as something like a like a Dark Souls or um, the Surge, you don't want there to be any uh, bugs, especially in combat. It'll just ruin mm-hmm. the game immediately. So hopefully, this game gets the gets that feel that it needs. Uh, we talked a bit. Uh, we talked a bit with Drake about this one. He said he went hands-on with it. And um, he mm. said it does feel a lot different than what you'd expect uh, like a Dark Souls okay. game to feel like. Uh, so that's really good. Uh, maybe it'll kind of like chisel its own uh, feel through gameplay. And of course it has a different feel with art that sets mm-hmm. it apart from its, um, you know, the other kinds of uh, games in that genre. So, uh, yeah, I think that one's pro- that's probably uh, for the best. Make sure it's like, you know, we'll get it when we get it. That's fine. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's something that I think it's definitely going to have to stand out as much as possible. And if they oh, can yeah. do that with various, um, you know, specific gameplay tweaks that kind of differentiate it from the, the other Soulsy clones, um, that's all going to be for the best. So, definitely, I think they definitely need to take the time to, um, you know, figure their shit out and... Uh, differentiate the game so yeah yeah, i agree definitely. I, I definitely think it's a, a good um you know it's 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 always kind of sad that you have to like put something off but sure it's put off for a reason and it's, it's gonna make the game better yeah you, i mean these days usually when someone's like oh well you know we're gonna go ahead and delay the game it's like that's yeah. fine i'm immediately like if something is delayed once or twice as far as i'm concerned that's like an automatic plus like yeah, that's, point five that's to one whole point. <laughs> that's a good thing, but then you get yeah. into something like Duke Nukem. Yeah, if you get forever. delayed like ten times, you're fucked. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I mean, you know, we got a few games coming up here in the coming months, like Red Dead. That was delayed a few times, mm-hmm. and it's gonna come out like it's gonna come out, and I I can definitely say like with utmost certainty, it's gonna be a fucking fantastic game. Mm-hmm. Like, and and. and like, if you're... Yeah, people are like, oh, man, delays suck. It's like, look at Rockstar games. Like, every Rockstar game gets delayed. 
And every one that comes out is so quality, it sets the bar for the next time a Rockstar game comes out. Right. Like, right. it's a good thing. Yep. Cool. Um, um, yeah, we yeah. got some info on uh, this year's uh, apparently non-disastrous Pokemon Go Fest. Yeah, like I, I said right before, like before the show started, I was like, okay, well, I didn't hear anything about riots or you know people dying or anything. So, I mean, it's automatically a win and better than last year, for sure. Um, so, so yeah, there's there's a lot of info on it. Um, on the Game Informer article here, here they have three separate updates. Um, so the first update was basically that, um, uh, so the, the original story, you know, it's going to rain. So that was definitely a negative. Um, yeah. the, then they talk about last year. So basically last year there was about 20,000 people in attendance and most of them couldn't even get on the game. Um, the, there was like some brutal shit going on. The company settled a class action lawsuit for, for $1.5 million. So like that was pretty heavy. Um, so then they said, you know, it's it's raining, but the trainers are still out in full force catching new Pokemon an hour before the festival kicks off. Many people woke up that there were new Pokemon spawning. Uh, the yeah. new Lowlands versions of Geodude and Diglett, shiny versions of Plusle and Minum. In um, update two, it's continuing to rain periodically off and on. Um, people are still out here blasting. Five part quest from Professor Willow. Uh, there's a new one. Um, Spin stops, hatching eggs, catch seven unknown. Uh, all the unknown are only at the festival right now. Yeah, uh, I've never seen an unknown, so I was like... Yeah, they're about to start spawning confused. in the rest of the game once the fest is over here. Um, so they said there's still no gym battles in the park. Um, oh, here we go. Um, so, yeah, they were talking about... Uh, uh, there's been some big rewards. Um, Ludicolo. I don't even know who that is. I don't know who that is. Do they no. mean something? They have to mean something else. But uh, Metagross was a reward if you caught 10 of um, a specific Pokemon type. Ludicolo. That's pretty you cool. You have to be though. talking about Lucario, right? Do you think so? But probably not. That's uh, the right generation, I think. And then they said, um, you know, they, there was this 1.8 mile course that Niantic had set up in Lincoln Park. Uh, Professor Willow's new quest was easier. Um... After completing mission three, trainers got, uh, they were greeted by the second mythical Pokemon in the game, Celebi. Uh, much like Mew, Celebi can only be caught in AR and will escape the ball numerous times before being added to the Pokedex. Um, Celebi is the biggest addition to the game at the festival. No new legendaries. Um, Torkoal is the only regional uh, that travels to Chicago. Um, shiny Pokemon are also spawning at a higher rate. Uh, outside of a few hiccups with Verizon, the rest of the day's festival was a success. Players barely took their eyes off their phones. Um, number of exclusives offered is disappointing, especially considering last year had unknown Heracross, Lugia, and Articuno. Um, at the end of the day, the game worked, and that's what matters most. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they said that you know they sort of played it safe this time. So we're looking to see if maybe next year Niantic really like juices up and gets ready to just drop a fat dick all over town. Yeah, I, I think um, I think next year would be the like this year. It's like they didn't want to go too big because if they did, it risks they get fucked. Yeah, yeah well, it risks two failed years in a row. So next mm -hmm. year, uh, you know, I think they can learn what they've obviously they've learned what happened last year. This year, so next year they can take what that happened this year, push it forward. Um, right, right. Yeah, that that's awesome. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's one of those events that, 
like I necessarily like going up like coming up to it I'm like yeah you know I really don't really doesn't mm-hmm. matter you know like I wouldn't really right. be interested in that but uh I mean it would be cool to have access to some of that stuff so if I lived in the area I would definitely go yeah and again like I'm going to Chicago later this year for friend and like if it was going on then I definitely would have like took a maybe a couple days to go but yeah sure. it's definitely not something I would go out of my way for like I like Pokemon Go a lot mm-hmm. but Maybe if they had more Pokemon Go fests, like maybe if they did them in multiple cities and it was like yeah. a smaller event, I think that would be really cool and that would be something I'd be interested in. But I'm not going to Chicago for two days to play fucking Pokemon Go. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so like, um, you know, it, it's it's something I'm like, it's definitely cool. It's something I'm interested in, but not not in that case. So uh, we'll sure. we'll see how it goes in the future for sure. Definitely. Um. All right, cool. so we'll, I guess we'll just roll right along. Um, yeah, uh, uh, it looks like uh, like we've got... Mul- <laughs> I've seen this on multiple locations. We're re- reading ours from PC, uh, PC Gamer. But Rainbow Six Siege players who use slurs, um, any sort of uh, foul slurs toward other players are now getting instantly banned. That's so good. Um, so, uh, so which is fantastic. Time, yeah, so there's like... Um, yeah, they confirmed that the new banning system is live. That's funny. <laughs> the bans, so the first ban is about like 30 minutes. Um, so you can't do anything. You can't do custom games. Your entire account is banned. Um, if you're banned a second and third time, it lasts about two hours. After a third offense, they actually start an investigation into your account. That can lead to a permanent ban. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, cool. So yeah, these people are saying like, they're like, oh, I got banned for saying this. And the Rainbow Six Siege official Twitter account says, good. I love that. Yeah, it's so it's like, brutal. I mean, it's 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 very it's instant gratification and verification that oh, yeah. their service is working. Yeah, like, it's like he technically didn't. He technically didn't say what he wrote was not a racial slur because he just moved a few letters around. Well, flip them upside down, basically, right? So, like, yeah, but it's like uh, I don't really care, dude. We got you, like, yeah. We've been monitoring the shit pretty close. And, like, Rainbow Six Siege, like, blew up lately, which is funny. Um, the game's better now. Like I was saying, it's better now than yeah. it was when it launched. 100%. And, and like, it's really been blowing up in popularity for the last, uh, I don't know, like, several, like, months in a row. It's kind of getting more and more popular. Yeah. Um, and I think that most likely what they saw was that that led to a real big increase in toxicity. And I've heard that. Um, a lot of, like, you know... if. It, 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 like there's a team of three and then you and your buddy match with that team of three and they're all playing a certain way and they're not communicating with you. They'll start just spamming you with like nasty comments and shit. I mean, like this is something that you definitely see in anything. Um, I, I heard that overwatch did a good job of kind of handling um, player toxicity, but you know, you hear like the nightmare scenarios all the time about league of legends or Dota or, you know, any of those other kind of competitive games, it gets toxic quick. And like, sure, yeah. Um, you know, there's there's times like I was playing with somebody that on my team complaining about the other team in only in our group. Like, it wasn't in public chat; it was just on our team chat. And I was like, dude, you're being toxic as fuck. Like, there's no reason for you to behave like this. And the guy like reported me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it's like, so, oh yeah. Excuse me, I'm the bad. I'm the asshole you're here. Like, you're right. Fuck off. So yeah, I, it, it's uh. I definitely appreciate um, that kind of, like, a company taking responsibility for their fans, you know? Right. And um, being like, okay, look, 
Like, if you're playing our game, you know, play however you want, have fun with it, but don't ruin other people's time. You know, and that is, uh, this is it, it's it's really important. They they have a uh, they have this video here. It's like the current system doesn't censor the slur or hide uh, hide it to players, but immediately after typing it, the player receives a ban and is removed from the match in the middle of the match. <laughs> That's really good. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I kind of want to watch this video, but then I'm like, well... Well, if they got banned for it, I probably don't want to play it on Twitch. <laughs> yeah. Just make sure yeah. the video's off. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's good. Like, people are... And this is all in text chat only. Like, obviously, they can't tell what you're saying, like, on your own, like, server yet. They're still working yeah, on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll, they'll probably get something. Cool. And, that's, uh, so, that, that's possible. you know... That'll be cool. I mean, I like that kind of stuff. Like, I know some things have, like, been in the process. Like, Call of Duty takes toxic players and puts them all on the same server with each other, which is hilarious. That's, um, yeah, that's really good. And you're essentially doomed once you make it in there. Like, you can't really get out. Yeah. Um. <laughs> that's, that's funny, too. I haven't thought about that in a while. Yeah. That there's just a whole, like, group of people that are still buying the games, and they're just playing with other assholes that are, like, doing the same thing to them that they're doing to other people. Right. That's so funny to me. <laughs> so, that's really that's, good. That's stuff. Good. good stuff. Cool. Uh, um, so, yeah, moving on, something that made me, like, fully cream, because for some reason I haven't really heard about this. And the cream always um, rises to the top. That's what I heard. Oh, uh, I mean, in this case, that's definitely true. Uh, right. So there's a Witcher tabletop role-playing game, and it's coming in very hot. Um, so it's being made by uh, R. Talsorian Games, which uh, created the original Cyberpunk uh, tabletop game. Nice. Um, and, it, you know, they've worked on a lot of stuff. So if you go to, like, sure. the drive through RPG link here, um, you can look at some of the stuff they've released. So, like, Cyberpunk... Um, they're also known for, uh, Night City, uh, which is, like, cyberpunk setting. Uh, they've made several of the cyberpunk settings. Um, I know there's more. Here's what I was thinking of. Mechton. So they're, like, a mech fighting game. Um, different versions of cyberpunk. Pacific Rim source book. That's not Pacific Rim. It's unrelated. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, there's a lot of other sci-fi no settings. Um, things like that. So, a lot of cool stuff. Um... And funny that they're like, okay, so we, you know, we worked on your game, Cyberpunk. Now we want you to make this digital game. You know what I mean? Uh, really cool. So, um, cool. I'm excited to learn a little bit more of that. Um, yeah, I did skip one there, didn't I? Yeah. That's Whoops. cool. So, the game is going to be available. Uh, the Witcher role-playing game is going to be available at Gen Con August 2nd. Um, it's also going to come out, you know, digitally with drive through RPG. I'm going to go ahead and wait for a hardcover book, but, uh, yeah, really cool. Uh, really exciting stuff. There's a good link in the article here. Um, if you go to Artalsorian games, um, they're sort of their blog. You can look at a bunch of developer notes talking about, you know, their different opinions and stuff. Um, kind of the ways that they're looking It's sort of dev diaries. Um, some very cool stuff in there. Nice. All right, yeah. and then we'll bounce back uh, on a different uh, groundbreaking RPG studio and some negative news. Um, so it, this is, again, kind of playing into... Uh, so we have a longtime Bioware employee, uh, James Allen, is retiring from the games industry. 
in general. Like, he's not going to work on something else. He's leaving the game industry. He right. worked at Bioware for 22 years. That's how you do it. That's massive, dude. Yeah, that's how um, you do it. Like, And it's so a good time on... for him to do that, too, because if he worked there yeah. for that long, he was there during, like, the, the, the like hey, golden yeah. age, you know? Yeah. And he worked through that, and he's starting to see that downslope. And I bet it was, like, every well, single time he saw, um, like, he's like, okay, I'm like it was probably the last title he worked on. He was probably like, you know, I should probably get out. Mm-hmm. But then he saw Anthem, and he was like, damn, Anthem Fuck. looks cool. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. He's He worked on a lot, like, um, so they have some of his uh, information here. Um yeah, 22-year veteran. He's worked on Baldur's Gate, Baldur's Gate 2, Neverwinter oh, Nights, boy. Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. Uh, he went on to work on Dragon Age and Anthem. Um, he's called the godfather of Bioware design. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he, it, it's really interesting. Um, the, so the founders, the doctors, uh, Ray Musica and Greg Zeschuk, heard about Alan because of his Dungeon Master skills. When he, was running, when he wasn't running a comic book store... Um, he ran into he ran two legendary D and D campaigns that each had a waiting list. Uh, those talents translated well into his work at Bioware. He started testing on Shattered Steel, but quickly earned the lead design role for Baldur's Gate, uh, which was of course the game that put the company on the map. Right. Uh, the longtime director of design helped set up the Austin office and shepherded the creation of Star Wars: Old Republic. Um, he most recently worked on canceled Shadow Realms and Mass Effect Andromeda. So he's joining the list of massive talent that is left, including uh, the Doctors themselves, Musica and Zeshik, former general manager Aaron Flynn, creative director Mike Laidlaw, lead writer David Gator, lead writer Drew Karpishan, among others. Mm. Um, so, yeah, they said, you know, it's the talent bleed is really brutal, but you can't blame somebody that wants to do something new after 22 years in the same company. He never worked on another game project. Like, I can't even say he wants to do something new. He just wants to not do... He wants the to do literally stuff. anything else. Yeah. yeah. So at one point he was uh, working at a um, comic book shop. So that's pretty fucking baller. Right. Um, so this, you know, who knows what this guy's going to go do? He could go do anything. I mean, he yeah. could start his own game company if he wanted to. He clearly he, doesn't want to work in games anymore. Sounds he's like he's but. just gonna he's just gonna pick up. Okay. So this is this is what this is what if this was me what I would do. He hmm. left his comic shop. Start that comic shop back up. Start that 100%. back room back up. Get back. Pick up the D and D campaign that you were playing, and then just funny. keep fucking rolling. That would be awesome. It's been twenty two years. That would be really cool. Dust off those yeah. old character sheets. It'd be like, like they're so all grizzled. Playing like, your like AD and D second edition version. <laughs> yeah, give them give them all of the appropriate life experience for twenty two years. That's so fun. <laughs> That'd be fucking great, man. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's... another uh, another uh, brutal article after this one too. <laughs> right. So some heavy. I mean, like, that's a heavy hit to lose your like somebody who's been a director of design on several games. That's massive. Um. Yeah, that's big. So yeah, that's it, you know, it's definitely like this is just goes to show that Anthem is really uh, make or break on Bioware. Like, if Anthem flops, if Anthem's bad. Bioware's getting shut down, I'm telling you right now. Man, I don't... Um, yeah. I, I, like, that would crush me. So, what's yeah, what happens? Yeah, I mean... Like, what are the doctors even doing now? 
Oh, they went. I mean, they were actually like legitimate, like medical doctors. So they, I don't I have no idea. They went back into the field, possibly. Okay. Yeah, I, I had no idea on what they did, or you know, some yeah. of these other people. Like this guy's just like, well, I'm done. I'm out. Mm-hmm. Bye, bitches. Um, what did David Gator do? Where did he go? He moved on to another studio. To another um, studio, yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to look into everybody specifically. So, it, it's it's like, where can I follow these people that made the yeah. good stuff? So, you know, uh, that's... Greg Zeshek, um is now in the craft beer industry. Why not? Uh, so, yeah, he basically took his money and went to go do his own thing, it looks like. Um, who'd you ask for? David Gator? David Gator, yeah. Um, I think he went to... Um, I know we've talked about shit. it. Yeah, he went to uh, Beamdog. Uh, he so he left Beamdog earlier this year. Okay. So um, I'm not sure what he's doing now. It's probably we're probably waiting to hear. He's probably on some unannounced project at an unannounced studio. So, um, but yeah, I mean, he was you know he worked on the entire Dragon Age series. He helped to like create Dragon Age. Um, he wrote three of the Dragon Age novels, and he wrote three of the Dragon Age comic books. Mm. So like. He was the, like, master of Dragon Age. Um, so, yeah, Bioware's had a massive talent bleed. I'm not sure how they're gonna... Like, yeah. again, like I'm saying, like, this could mean that new people get a chance to, like, express themselves, which would be great. Yeah, that's um, the ideal scenario. Right, 100%. But that sort of remains to be seen. Like, we haven't had the breakout, like the new Bioware team yet, you know? Well, I really think... I think too many people are leaving too quick to make that mm. breakout work. Um, I still yeah. think you need that, that person that's been there for, you know, 22 years to show these people this is how it's done. Yeah. But all those people have left, so now they're just like, well, they have this new, you know, like, 20-year-old, 22-year-old person, like... Mm doing something that the 22-year veteran would be doing. Right. So that's kind of like... Yeah, uh, that's rough. Mm-hmm. Okay, Mike Laidlaw now... Um, he's been Twitch streaming. <laughs> okay. okay, cool. I'm not sure what he's... It's, that might be it. That's what might be all he's doing now. So, um, You've got that Dragon Age money. I got that Dragon money. Yeah. Dragon, so dragon money. <laughs> it is pretty brutal that... <clears throat> I don't know. I mean, Anthem's looking great. Again, like, yeah, I'm just worried. I, there, there's I'm a lot really of... Nervous. Yeah. I'm really nervous about that title. Yeah. Cool. Um, we'll just keep moving right along. Uh, I can't even say in bad news. This is just in... This, this is, is amazing. You almost, you almost can't even write, like this. It's real life. When someone says you can't write that kind of stuff, it's because it's exactly. so dumb. Um, it's because it's like what? Like it's uh, it's amazing. It's it's shocking to me. Yeah, uh, aliens, colonial marines. They're they had a huge issue with their AI. Right. Uh, it turns out their AI was fixable in their code with a single typo. There was They're just literally one. If you delete one, one word, letter. Yeah. Would have fixed uh, so basically literally the whole is, game. An issue is um, basically the AI had an issue, and it now comes to light that one of the major problems with it is that it was not tethering correctly. So basically, um, you know, in programming, you'll like tie objects to do certain things, and you'll like you have to think of everything in a physical space. Uh, it's like the core idea of like object-oriented programming. So. You take an item, like an alien, 
which, as far as the game's concerned, it's a giant weird cube, right? Right. And you basically tell it, like, okay, you are running along the wall and you're going to jump on this dude's head. And you do that by tethering it and, like, telling it to do certain activities, tying it to know that in its mind it knows that I'm going after this guy. Right. Whatever. They spelled tether wrong. Yeah. Whoever, I mean, and, you know, people are, a lot of developers are chiming in on this. A lot of people are saying they probably fixed it and then did not restart the editor. Because anytime you're making changes to active code, you have to completely restart. Mm -hmm. Or it's not going to take effect. It's going to keep the old values. Yeah. So probably the person fixed it. Because everything else refers to tether spelled correctly. Um. But that's what always God, gets... that's just brutal. That's th so brutal. That's what always gets code, though. It's always something dumb, like, oh, I accidentally put, like, a colon is supposed to be a semicolon. You know, it's always something little like that. But this one, I feel like, was, like, in that realm of, like, I, I caught this. This one should have been one that was caught. I mean, yeah, it shows that, uh, I mean, which people did, of course, know. Um, everybody knew that... This game was the main issue with this game was that it was shoved out the door. Right. There was deadlines. If you didn't meet the deadline, doesn't matter. Like you we're put not your hands off. It's coming yeah. out. Yeah. Like you're done. It's like you know. It's at the end of the test. Pencils down. I don't give a fuck if you're done. You know. What yeah. I mean? So like, um, so somebody goes on to describe. Okay, why is this line important? There's a few reasons. Attach Zeno to Tether doesn't do anything. It's basically empty. Attach Pawn to Tether does a lot. Um, so basically what it was is that somebody... So attach Xeno to Tether was a custom-created process. Goes to uh, pecangame.pecansequenceact underscore attach pawn to Tether. Tether spelled wrong. Basically there's an A in it as if you were trying to spell the name Heather. Um, yeah. It should be T-E-T-H-E-R. There was an A after the, uh, the first E. So what it does, um, when a Xeno is spawned, it is attached to a zone Tether. This zone tells the Xeno what area its fighting space is and where uh, different exits are. In combat, a Xeno will be forced to switch to a new tether to be able to flank, um, to disperse so they aren't grouped, um, to XYZ. Whenever right. the game tried to do this, nothing happened. Because <laughs> it couldn't find the right text. It's just searching for the correct command. I mean, it'd be like if you said, if I typed open file in my computer, I, I spelled O-A-P-E-N. It's not going to do anything. It yeah. just has no fucking clue what I'm talking about. It, it's the so, same way, like, in, uh, like, like, I've been, um, updating, like, my, like, I updated the, uh, operating system, and when I was looking for, when my computer for OBS was looking for, let's say, our banner that runs along the bottom, it was looking mm -hmm. in a specific location, and it was no longer there. So it's like, I can't do anything. I just I sit here and do nothing. This is my job now. Yeah. And, and until you go in and tell it to go to the right place. And in this case, going in and telling it to go to the right place was deleting that A. Right. So 100% like, um, so somebody asks, okay, out of curiosity, how long did it take for anyone to find this error? This game has been being reworked and tweaked by modders for years. The person said, the game's been out for five years. People were modding it before official release. And this is in a public-facing file. I mean, this is not, like... You don't have to, like, get a cracked version of the game and, like, remove all DRM and then, like, get into some deep-ass files. Like, uh, it's in an uh, any file. So it's directly user-facing. 
is because it runs the AI off of your computer, basically. So it has to give your computer the exact code. So it, this is something that you can right click, open a notepad, edit, save. Yep. And it's just been sitting there, but it's like, I mean, this is the evidence of that. Like, not only did this company that fucking some of the AI's great, the, some of the gifs are amazing. <laughs> oh, they really um, are. But yeah, like it's, you know, people have been looking at this literally every day before it released, and every day since release, somebody's been in that fucking code. On right, Earth. right. And it took five years of people who know what they're doing to find it. You know what I mean? So like that is heavy as fuck and i mean it, it is really like this is really brutal that that the you know gearbox the developer the producer the production company it's brutal that they didn't find it but it just goes to show this is a fucking simple user facing file and it took five years for modders to track it down you yeah that's I mean? nuts i mean because a lot i mean big. you can't and just go in and you yeah, can't a lot just of go it in is, and delete characters and expect it to run. Yeah, like code is a lot of just what looks like spelling errors. A hundred percent. So I mean, you're trying you're, to look look up spelling yeah. errors amidst all of these spelling errors. Right. So that's like it, you know, I mean, code is essentially like it. If you're a talented programmer, code is garbage. Like you have no idea what it says. You have to <laughs> infer what things are because people. I mean. It gets down to, like, between me and another person in my computer science class that were in the same class. We had the exact same educational history. Right. In the same class, and we sat next to each other. We code differently. I mean, it's 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 like how you write. I mean, right. you know, ten different people can graduate with a master's in English literature with an emphasis on the classics, and both of them, their favorite book is Beowulf. And they write completely differently, you know? Um, you couldn't even tell that the two are speaking the same language sometimes. So, yeah. um, you know, it, it's it's really tough to track that kind of shit down. And, like, a lot of people are, like, shitting on the, like, quote-unquote lazy devs or whatever. But it's, like, it, it's you know, somebody just fucked up. And, I mean, like, to be fair, well, the whole Aliens, Colonial uh, Marines as a game is somebody fucked up. <laughs> like, I, I think, of, everybody fucked up. <laughs> I think the whole, the whole thing, it, like... I guess you could try to blame the dev, like the devs, all you want, but it comes I mean, down sure to if they fault, had, if like, they, well, if they had more time, it would have been, it would have been fixed. Yeah, it would have been caught. This could have been caught with probably a two-week extension. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, like, again, okay, one it's, guy it's go likely, go over all um, this code. Like, yeah, there's there's been a lot of people, like professional developers. Professional programmer developers specifically, because there's been a big debate about what a game developer is lately. That's bullshit. But, um, you know, specifically professional programmers that what they do for a living is code tether paths. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, a lot of them have been saying shit like, somebody probably found this and fixed it and it just didn't make it. Right. You know? and like, Which is very likely. I mean, it, you yeah. have to do stupid things when it comes to, like, making games or movies mm -hmm. where anything where you use these programs. I mean... There are little things like that. That I, I can I can classify something like you have to close it and open it back up. Like mm -hmm. that should be just classified as a bug that you have to deal with within yes. the program. You should you should have a commit button. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like no, everything like, fucking else has. Hit, like I, uh, dude, when I'm typing a word document, mm -hmm. like I hit Control S more times than the total number of regular characters I type into a Word document. You understand? I save like six <laughs> times in a row every time I make a change. 
Like, yeah. it's, ding, ding, like ding, ding, I have ding, a, ding, a ding. legitimate mental disease based on it. Yeah, and like and I, I like, have this, I have the same. I actually have a uh, a quit command set to like I have a hotkey set to one of my random keys in Maya that just automatically saves. Uh-huh. Because uh-huh. if you don't, that shit will crash the second you do something really cool, and then you have to something go back and do it again. something dynamic, you're fucked. Exactly. Yeah. And it's like, you know, and a lot of people are saying, um, there was some good commentary about this online, of course. You can imagine the jokes are, like, off the charts, so like, blow me away. <laughs> yeah. But um, there's some really good shit where people are like, I hope somebody looks at this and realizes that it's a miracle that a game comes out. <laughs> because, like, you have to realize, like... Um, so the big, I don't really want to talk about it too much because I'll get like so violently political that like people will start lighting on fire. But, <laughs> um, like, so there's been the thing with like ArenaNet, they fired a writer for being rude to a fan or whatever. Right. Um, so there's been a lot of debate in the industry that's like, uh, so first off, she was a narrative director. So like all of the story, it was under her command, you know? So it's not like, you know, Drew Karpishan is one of my favorite Bioware employees. He's a writer. He also wrote books. In fact, he quit Bioware to write books because he could make more money selling books. So, um, programmers. The the lowest paid programming job in the world is working on video games. You make three, four times the paycheck working on banking software. And you don't have to crunch. Right. You make ten times the income working on fucking GPS software. You know what I mean? Um, I couldn't get... Uh, I couldn't get a Skype interview for a fucking game tester position with a master's degree. And since I took computer science classes, I got a job managing a computer system at a fucking nuclear power plant. You understand? Yeah. (laughs) So like, uh, the game industry is like ultra competitive. It does not have benefits. They have the worst pay in tech. And you need to realize that the people that are programming are like hanging on by like the skin of their dick. Like, they barely know what's going on. Um, they typically are trained in a non-related field or are self-trained. Um, a computer science degree doesn't teach you how to make games. 100%. Right. I mean, you barely know how to type Hello World if you come out of a good program. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's insanely tough. It's, you're basically translating some idiot's idea into math that the computer will understand and, like, you and the computer have no idea what the other person's saying, so you're just negotiating some kind of contract. You know what I mean? It is wacky. I mean, it's wild. It really is. Um, I mean, I mean. meanwhile, in, your jo- in, like, the job that, like, like that you have now, if you can make yeah. a computer say, hello, world, they're like, so how much uh, hourly do you owe? Uh, 100%. You they're, like, <laughs> they're like, do you want a bonus for that, or do you mind if we just add that with the other You made it later? say, hello, world, and then it said butt cheeks? You made it say butt cheeks? <laughs> My man. Hello world. Hello world get in this... quotes, and then the quote is attributed to Mr. Buttcheeks. <laughs> like, get this man a raise and a martini. Fucking shaken, not stirred. Do you it's... have a company car yet? Get this man a company car. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's it's. It, it really is kind is of crazy. amazing. Yeah, it's amazing um, that that games even come out. Just a hundred percent, people make games because of passion. You know what I mean? Nobody makes games for fun because it is not fucking fun in any way. Yeah. So, like, I mean, I mean the, not to the say part... that managing a managing a computer system is not fun. I mean, but like, th- I'm getting there, fucking paid for that. Th- there are parts of the movie machine that are fun. I, I, oh, yeah. I legit, I find the art side of this fun. 
I find making the world oh, fun. Like, I find like everything with people is really fun. Figuring out a a big like QA nightmare that you've had. Yeah. When you figure out that it's like, oh, I fucking misspelled tether. That is amazing. It's such a huge moment. Yeah, it is. But it's it, like, well, it, it's it, more of know. a. That's more of a uh, like accomplishment. Like you've accomplished right. it. But I like legit working in the engine. I find that fun. I, working in Maya, I find fun. There are things about you know working with the art i mean uvs are not fun that's not right i mean i do want everything else like um just like with anything like you can have the you can have fun in your job sure but i think your job is not fun you know what i mean like ultimately what it is is it stresses you out it takes your time away but that's what you do so you can go do your other shit on the side like i like the people i work with well enough that it's not an issue for me you know what i mean like i'm not gonna go uh you know some of these guys go out like every night to hang out i'm definitely not gonna do that but, yeah, yeah. you know, I'll throw them a day or two out of every month or so. I'll, I'll give them a day or two of my time. But, like, <laughs> you know, it's like, it, it, like, this is their job. Like, if you're working on your game in your own free time and it's not, like, poisoning you to death and you're not, like, at, like losing contact with all your friends and family, then that's great. And I know people, like, directly, personally, not I know of, I personally know people who are working on their own game and it's totally healthy. They're having a good time. Sure. And I know people that it's not healthy and they need to, and I try to help them as much as I can, but it, you know, there's uh, I mean, even at my own job, there's people that walk in and they clock in and they get their 40 hours a week and they leave. And then right. there's my boss, my supervisor that puts in like routinely puts in 12 hour days and he doesn't have to, you know? So uh, there's definitely something there and he loves it. I mean, like, some weird technical shits going on in the plant and this dude is like in every meeting he doesn't have to be there he yeah. doesn't because he's into it like salary kind of makes you do weird things 100 percent. yeah like <laughs> it's like i don't have to be here but it'll make my job easier during the week just if i am here and potentially this will pay off in a promotion or something in the future sure yeah, yeah. so yeah like that kind of shit like like uh, you really have to be amazed that any game ever gets made and that it works even in the slightest capacity. Like, again, uh, this is something like this alien code thing. Mm-hmm. Definitely something to look into the some of the chat going on in the industry. Because these programmers are like, you know, somebody's like, well, I'm not very skilled in this kind of thing. I re- I'd really do the programming that like attaches art to code. Mm-hmm. So like, what do you think of XYZ of this? And the guy's like, oh, well, you know, it probably happened because of this and they probably missed it because of this. And, you know, I've seen way worse things happen. In oh, released yeah. games, like in final products, I've seen way more fucked up shit. Let alone when that's you talk why... about like early production stuff. I mean, the bugs are insane, dude. You wouldn't believe what some of these games look like early on. And like, see, and that's that's the difference. Like, you you have a lot of people complaining, like, oh man, I'm not getting a finished product. Like, they have to give me a day one patch. I have to sit here for like 15 minutes and download this day one patch. And, and it's, it's like never a finished product. It's it it, never yeah. Worked. If you didn't get that day one patch, your game would be garbage. And you know why you're mm. getting a day one patch? Because games in nineteen in 1993, when you started playing games, had Should like had a as, day one patch. as much code as in yeah. this little box right here that we have on the live stream. Oh, that's definitely true too. That that's was like all the code. True. It was so much more manageable. You could co- you yeah. could come over it fourteen times in a day if you wanted. Tetris is like. Legitimately, like sixteen, seventeen hundred lines of code. <laughs> right, it's nothing. But you're looking at like millions of lines, of time. Yeah. millions of lines of code. 
in so, yeah, just it, a standard really game that you're probably um, calling shit on a forum. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're still a really, really, really long way away from, like, oh, um, I'm really interested in, like, I like Alien versus Predator. Here's some assets. I'll just put it in here. Like, okay, here's my Alien versus Predator game. Like, we are, we are decades away from that technology. It is insane that any game comes out. Yeah, and that's why, um, like, after, like, I, I know you probably had relatives that were, like, after you finished, uh, after you finished school and everything, and they're mm-hmm. like, well, why don't you just make your own game? A hundred percent. And it's like, and how the okay, fuck you do you expect me to make that. my own game? Like, yeah, I don't know how to code. You have to know people who know how to code to right. a level that's so, like, high. Like, even if you had one coder and you wanted to make, like, a pretty, like, low-end, like, game, it's still a lot for one it's person. Still a lot. Okay, so, for real, I mean, in my, in, you know, in our project that we worked on, we had a, we had a couple people that were providing art. We had a, two, so, one person was half art, half design. Um, I was doing like design and sort of like team leading. So I was like keeping everybody's hours and, um, scheduling stuff and getting us locations and things like that. And we had one programmer it took, it took us, uh, about four and a half months to make a memory card matching game. Right. And we did it every day for eight hours. You know what I mean? For four months. We did. So, uh, you know, we were, uh, we would take a little bit long lunch breaks or whatever, cause we were in school. So it's not like I'm mean, being paid for this. So kind of like, fuck you a little bit, but right, sure. that's what we were doing. For four months, dude. Those are called and like, like, those are those are work meetings. It's just you happen to do them at 100%. Wing House. Yeah, I mean, you know, we didn't always have lunch together, but sure. we mostly yeah. had lunch together. And like, of course, about an hour of my day. If you add up all the different coffee breaks in between, not like coffee breaks, but literally the amount of time that I took to go make myself coffee, it was like an hour. Yeah. But I do that at my current job too. <laughs> <laughs> Got and him. And it's cybersecurity. Wait a minute. I just got a text. No, you sorry, just got fired. <laughs> so, like, but you know what I mean? Like, Out of a like, cannon. That's not unusual. Like, it, it's, yeah, that's once I get to work. But, uh, you know, it's it's one of those things that's like, you, you have to appreciate the, like, the craft behind it. And, like, Definitely. 99% of shit that comes out is just has some fucking trash code, dude. Yep. It just like, somehow if works. Got, if you could get in there and look at the code... If they're You'd instantly vomit. If 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 their code was a car driving down the highway, it's the one that has the the hood bungee mm-hmm. corded to the bumper, and yeah. its mufflers dragging, and it's got one it's wheel off. Got glass in like two of the passenger windows. <laughs> like the rest of them are all plastic. Like, all the of doors the... <laughs> a different color than the rest of it. All of the cloth that sticks to the roof is hanging Gone. real low. It's it's yeah, still it's there, like but it's hanging. <laughs> Remember Shannon's car that looked like there was a knife fight in it. There might have been a knife fight in that car. I there couldn't was, figure it we out. We don't know if there was or not. What was happening with that toenail? Jesus, good point. Jesus. Okay. Holy hell. I can't wait to play our new game, by the way. Let's roll right along. Okay, so yeah, scooting along to the next thing that's insanely difficult. Animated television series. Oh. Um, so Netflix went ahead and threw down like $78 million on um, this new series. Uh, how, how did I fuck this up? Oh, it's called The Dragon Prince. Um... So, San Diego Comic-Con, uh, so that's, what, next week that's starting? Uh, yes, um, I think it's just coming up. Yeah, like the 21st, 22nd, 23rd, or 20th, 21st, 22nd, 23rd, Oh, okay, like that. my bad. Um, I, I, I have no idea, but I'm just guessing. That's really not, I'm not into it enough. If they had, like, a Dark Horse comic convention, I'd probably go to that. But there'd be, like, me and, like, 48 other people. Right. Really well, comparable. I mean, th- th- this brings everybody into one thing. And you have to kind of, like, pick right. and choose. Like, I love right. going to cons. Because I look around and I'm like, 
Garbage, garbage, garbage. We'll go to that booth. There's something. Uh, cool. And then every single time you go to, you discover some, like, little new person. out of the way, like, mom and pop, like, weird dude that just has this super cool idea. Yeah. Like, I, I bought I bought a lot the of weird people's... weird shit is the good shit. I bought a lot of people's art of things that I mm-hmm. like that are just, like, random. It's just, like... like just some guy of... drew, like... It's just some idiot that, like, works at Denny's in the day. Like, he drew... Or he works the night shift at Denny's, you know what I mean? Yeah, and he just... like, has this amazing, like... Uh, Superman or something, you know, whatever it is that you're interested yeah. in. Yeah, like that's that's the that's the real key to going to cons is seeing the little guys that just have yeah. a little shitty booth with like one plastic chair. Yeah, but uh, with a busted yeah, so off leg. That's funny. Yeah. It only has three legs, and he's like, <laughs> yeah, you know, if you sit like this, it's not a big deal. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so the Dragon Prince uh, series coming to Netflix looks pretty cool. Um, Aaron Ahas. Uh, which was a co-executive producer and one of the main writers for The Last Airbender, uh, mm-hmm. is working on this project. Um, That's pretty big. Also working with Giancarlo Volpe, which was the director of 19 episodes of Last Airbender, including the award, a couple award-winning episodes. The Drill was the one where they have the big drill train that's trying to fuck up the uh, Earth Kingdom city, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. which was a very good one. It was like a classic train heist Airbender movie, so like I was super into that. Um, Justin Richmond, which was... Uh, used to work at Naughty Dog and a director of Uncharted 3 is also part of the series. That's pretty crazy. Um, so yeah, he's he works at the actual animation studio, which is called Wonderstorm. Um, so the short description indicates the show is about a quest to reunify the nations of a fantasy world, and there's probably a dragon involved. So it does sound a little similar to Airbender, which like, yeah. really weirdly, I don't think there was anything that kind of took that mantle once Last Airbender went away. Um... Like Legend of Korra is very different. They're gonna pick it back, pick it right back up. Yeah, I feel like it's scooting right up along to Dragon Prince. Also, what's truly amazing, if you are like a complete nerd idiot, um, go on, yes. like like me. So at Waypoint, which is you know Vice News Gaming, mm. uh, headed by Austin Walker. Shout out, sure. Um, it's, it's one of my new favorite uh, so it's pretty much that and um, Game Informer are my two main game news things uh, and of course Mammoth Games Inc of course but uh, so they at Waypoint they had a their like community like social media outreach person mm-hmm. was uh, Danica Harrod and she was basically she was like uh, you know, about a month ago, she announced that she was leaving Waypoint, and you know they did all of their E3 stuff, and then she kind of moved on the beginning of this month, and then a few days later, uh, so July 10th, they announced the Dragon Prince. Guess who runs their fucking social media account? Danica Harrod. That's or uh, Harrod. That's so cool. Um, and she's like, nice. she's started nice. some like extreme like memes uh, with Waypoint, like extreme their, like feeties, like sweeties feeties. There's like a big foot thing going on. I like the sound um, I'm not of that really sure how such a thing occurred, but definitely pick, people sent her a lot of pictures of feet. Um, I don't know. I don't, yeah, I don't so know. that's a great <laughs> Twitter account to follow, by the way, is uh, at uh, D-A-N-I-K-A-H-A-R-R-O-D. Herod. Herod. Everybody oh. always pronounces it wrong. Herod. And like every time somebody says her name, they say it twice. So I can never remember which the real one is. I think it's Herod. But... Um, that's a very good Twitter account that I highly recommend. Um, cool. But yeah, so Dragon Prince. It's looking pretty cool. Um, and we got some more multimedia game shit coming up. This is 100 million percent my shit. Uh-huh. Um, and very good timing for me. 
uh, Near Automata had several novels released in Japan. Uh, so I guess would that be scrolls? <laughs> Shit, I just got banned for being racist. Yep. Um, so basically, there uh, some of that stuff is going to be coming to um, you know English, Spanish, French speaking world, uh, globally the West. Um, so yeah, specifically, uh, the first book is coming later this year. It's called uh, Long Story Short, and it's a novelization of the game written by Yokotaro. <laughs> so that's going to be wild. Um, so it covers the story of the game, but Yokotaro definitely adds a lot of details that weren't in the game. Um, kind of like Star Wars novelizations always adds extra details that fans yeah. like, freak out about. Um, Stuff that's so cool book, that Disney doesn't think is uh, right. real. Right. So the first one, Near Automata, Long Story Short, coming out this year. Uh, mm-hmm. Spring 2019, Short Story Long. A collection of short stories that pl- take place in the world of Near Automata. Um, the stories are... Pr- primarily written by Yoko Taro. They tell different stories to answer questions from the game and ask more questions. They include short stories, The Flame of Prometheus, which explains the origin of the machine religion, and a recursive A Much Too Silent Sea and others that were released in Japan last year. Um, so that, that's going to be how I know about the game. Me yeah. and Grim are going to have these big philosophical shits, and I'm going to be like, well, you remember when this happened? And he's like, no, that didn't happen. That's I'm like, 100% it happened. And he's like, no, that was just in the book. <laughs> So, um, yeah, that'll, that's, that'll be really cool. cool. You know, I'll still get to experience it. And this definitely, like, you know, I bought all the Bioware books, uh, all the Mass Effect Dragon Age. Like, I get all the Witcher books. I get the Metro books. I'm really into that shit. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> all right. As well, uh, it looks like Billy D. Williams is coming to Episode 9 <laughs> as Lando Cal motherfucking Return Yeah. He was one of the ones that 100% was like, yeah, I really don't want to come back on that show. Like, I did my thing. It was a long time ago. I have a career. Like, I feel like he would want to. He was. I feel like he would have been the one that would have wanted to come back onto the show. Isn't that shocking? Out of everybody? They got, they got Harrison Ford to come back, and then this old dude's like, no. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> it's really weird. But yeah, he's coming back. Uh, so what? It'll be... Um, it'll be coming out. Yeah, this film is set to drop on December twentieth, twenty nineteen, and of course, he was in The Empire Strikes Back in nineteen eighty. Yeah, so almost a perfect forty years later. So, what is he coming back like? Has there been hundred percent? He's just going to be some old bastard that owns a planet or something. Um. So yeah, he has actually like you know in the last few years, um, he's done his voice in some of the animated stuff, sure. uh, in the cartoons and video games, um, and he was like super mega popular like uh for some well maybe it was because he was the only black guy in space right yeah (laughs) but uh like lando was a mega popular character so um it'll be cool to kind of see him again i really hope they don't say that he's like finn's dad or something because that would be like that would ruin a lot of stuff yeah um (laughs) there's two black people in all of outer space (laughs) Um, they're like i'm staying on the earth (laughs) so like I, i it's been a while since I've seen the original. Like, you don't Empire. think they'll put him back in like uh, Cloud City or anything, do you? Oh, he better not be in Cloud City, bitch. Cloud, Cloud City, bitch. <laughs> Pulling all the oil all over your titties, bitch. <laughs> it doesn't one hundred percent work, but it's really close. Yeah, it doesn't need much more. It's it's all there. Feel free, you can use that and put that in your pocket. Nope, I will sue your ass. <laughs> not free. Nothing's free. But yeah, very good. That's cool. So um, that's cool to see him coming back. Also, it's like, uh, you Man. know, this this last of the three new Star Wars movies is like 
slightly cursed. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still like we still don't have. I mean, there's not a trailer or anything for it. That's probably coming into this year. So, um, you know, we still have yet to see sort of. Um, I don't know. I, I, I guess um, we're gonna have to see how it goes with like Carrie Fisher. Uh, Last Jedi faced a lot of like backlash from fans, and they seem to have handled it really well. Like Disney was sort of just like "fuck you," right? Um, so we'll have to see where it goes. Yep, you can't make them all happy all the time. But man, this the the nineteen eighties Billy D. Williams mustache for Star Wars, mm-hmm. that like almost seventies porn stash. Oh, it's very so stash. good. The the way it splits down the middle, it starts goes under mm-hmm. the nose, and then it just jets to the corner of your mouth with just a small space in the middle. God damn it! I might do that. That's like I'm gonna go that route. Like very big dick energy. <laughs> oh man, I like if I if I shave my mustache off like one of these days, that's the route I'm. I'm gonna go that way for like like a week. Mm-hmm. Just run around with that thing. Yep. So yeah, that's that's some some. Uh, that's cool. Pretty good news. Um, we'll roll on to uh, this. I I left this like very like. Uh, ominous in our notes i put god howard has spoken yeah um basically uh what this boils down to we got a whole article here but what it boils down to is todd howard said if you don't want us to keep releasing skyrim stop buying them <laughs> yeah you dumb sons <laughs> which of is bitches. very good it's been saying that amazing. for two years now yeah At, since almost episode one i would like to go back to episode one and see if we talked about uh telling people to stop buying skyrim because i think we might have mm-hmm. yeah and here we are he finally just Lays, trend. lays it all down on the table. Look, you dumb son of a bitch. Yeah. You already own Skyrim three times. You don't need it a fourth. Yep. And it's, you know, it's a good game. It's one of the best games, probably. Yeah. But, like, I, I think we got it at this point. Yeah. And there are people who are still... Real quick. Hey, Alexa. Hey, bitch. <laughs> hey. God damn it, she turned my house off. <laughs> my whole, yeah. Fuck. But yeah, that, that's that, that's good. I mean, I feel like his his hands are slightly tied by how well this game continues to do every month. One hundred percent. Like Bethesda is a like it's a multi platform like multi studio publisher because of Skyrim. It's like you don't have to do any like okay, we're making all this money, and guess what? We have we don't have to do anything. Yeah, we're, we're selling we millions of copies keep every it. single month, and then if that were to drop down to like hundreds of thousands of copies and then mm-hmm. slightly less than that and slightly less than that like a normal single player game would do yeah like we'd be in a different like we would have more but that we would have had uh like elder scroll 6 probably mm-hmm. last year yeah i mean well, if you look at normal like release schedules um well we probably would have had it 16 or 17 yeah, I guess. Something like that. Yeah. Um, Usually it's like they, they had a five-year cycle. Yeah. So. Crazy. You know, it's, it's it's just like, I mean, it is kind of the same idea of Tetris, right? Tetris keeps getting re-released on every, like, describable piece of electronics known to mankind. Right. It's because that bitch makes money. You know? If you don't buy it, you well, going to make it. Like, what else would that company do, though? <laughs> I don't think there's a company. I think it's just the Soviet Union still exists specifically just to make Tetris. Probably. Uh, Tetris is sort of in the public domain at this point. Because yeah. actually, that's true. The Soviet Union was the owner. And the Soviet Union doesn't exist, so they can't sue you. 
So, you know. I think maybe Atari got the rights to it at one point. I don't know. Yeah. They're probably going to start up a crazy class action lawsuit with that. That, That's their their ace in the hole. We're going to sue everybody. When the system doesn't work. When the system doesn't work, they're going to sue everyone. (laughs) They're going to take it off everything. Yeah. That's going to be fun. Um, As well, uh, it looks like we finally got a release date for Darksiders 3. Uh, November 27th. That's a bit yeah. sooner than I thought. Pretty quick. Um, I, was um, I knew kind it was of... under construction. I knew people were working on it, but I didn't know it was getting ready, you know? Yeah, I, I kind of expected, like, where you'd expect that drought for next year. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like, I, you know, I've said before, like, I just, I can't, I can't give a shit about this game. I try so yeah. hard. Like, because Darksiders, Darksiders 2, great games. Mm. But I don't know why. I just don't. I don't know. There's just too much. Uh, there was a lot of buildup, I think, for this game, and then yeah. it. I like. I kind of expected it to just not happen. Mm. So. I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of tough. Um, I mean, I know yeah. you're probably a little bit bigger of a fan than I am for Darksiders. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I really didn't get into Darksiders too. Okay. Um, yeah. Like, to be honest, I liked a lot. I liked it, but I didn't get like into it. Like I wasn't correct. This wasn't my jam. Correct. So, uh, it's yeah, it's kind of rough, but you know, uh, definitely, it, it'll be cool to see. Um, I hope it does well so that they can kind of pull that idea together of having all four of the horsemen playable in one game. I don't. That's probably never going to happen, but at least they can finish off the trilogy sort of a way it was somewhat intended. Um. They've lost a lot of the talent, which is a little spooky. Yeah. Um, you know, Joe Madera and his brother went off to do um, Airship Syndicate and uh, Battle Chasers. Mm-hmm. But, you know, uh, we'll, we'll have to kind of wait and see how it goes. But they are trying to get their money's worth out of it, of course, with a uh, mm. $150 collector's edition. Um, oh, yeah, nothing wrong with that. With, with a rad art book and uh, soundtrack. And then there's a $400 Apocalypse edition. Which uh, comes yeah. with a ton of shit, but it inc- it comes with a statue for uh, war, death, mm-hmm. and then three's fury. Wow! So, and they look pretty quality statues for four hundred bucks. They better be. You, well, hundred percent, yeah. If you fuck that up, like you're getting killed. <laughs> <laughs> so, better be careful. But the company's just gonna just gonna announce bankruptcy, right? As soon as the game comes out, so they can't Jesus don't, don't have to refund anybody. That would be brutal. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. But uh, yeah, so um, definitely keep an eye on that if, if that's something you're interested in. Uh, it could be a good intro to the series. I'm not 100% sure. I think Darksiders 2 has been free on everything at this point, so you should probably have that by now. Right. Uh, check it out. It was, I mean, it was pretty cool. It's definitely had a really unique um, art style, and uh, even kind of like the concept of what was going on was pretty cool. Um, I think Grim was talking about this. He said, "I'm meh toward it." Yeah, yeah, I, I, I understandable. Yeah, I think that's pretty much the general consensus. I don't look for the game to do incredibly well. I'll be pleasantly surprised if it, you know, if it does do well though. Yeah. Cool. Um, so yeah, moving on from that. Um, so there was, you know, every once in a while, there's like those little. Those kind of be a trend of a bunch of game companies releasing interesting information. Like in Bioshock, the enemies always the first shot they take at you is designed to miss, just to like spook you. 
let you know that there's an enemy there and not get like a cheap kill. Right. Um, there's little things like that all the time. So it was sort of revealed that uh, Nathan Drake actually does not have a health meter in the Uncharted games. He has a luck meter. Um, it just happens to show how much you're bleeding. Well, yeah, essentially. <laughs> I mean, it turns red. Basically, the idea is like it's getting dangerous. Um, not like you're getting like wounded and there's blood shooting out of your corpse. But um, yeah, so yeah, Jonathan Cooper, uh, an animator, said... Um, something I learned when I joined the team, Drake doesn't ever take bullet damage. The red UI that shows hits is to represent his luck running out. Eventually, enemies will get a clear shot and kill him when their, when his luck runs out. So Amy Hennig actually came online and she said, you know, that was the original intention. We wanted to stay more aligned with the spirit and tone of the films that we were homaging. So like in Indiana Jones, he doesn't get shot like 46 times in the chest and then stand up and be like, whoa. You know what I mean? Like, he doesn't get yes. hit. Like, he dodges. Um, so, it's like... But it does get really, like, risky. Like, you see him, like, his hat will get hit by a bullet, or something gets knocked out of his hand, or it hits right next to his foot. And that's what they were going for. Um, so they said, it's really interesting to look at that. Uh, but you do have to suspend your disbelief. So, Drake has literally... or uh, Yeah, Nathan Drake has killed, like, hundreds of people... And they all just have terrible Stormtrooper-esque aim. Which, again, uh, not to dig down that rabbit hole, but there's an argument that Stormtroopers are bad at hitting the cast members because of the forces deflecting their bullets. Right. So, like, this this kind of stuff's really common in fiction. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they don't really want to have to explain. Like, so in Call of Duty, you know, you get shot, like, three times in the head and you hide behind a barrel and then it clears right up. You know? Yeah. Like, you have to have some way to explain it. So, like... That I, I think this is like, a good... I like this explanation. Yeah, I like it a lot. And because, like, it gets really tense. Like, as your screen kind of fades, the colors fade away. It starts getting red. You're, you kind of tunnel vision a little bit. And that mm-hmm. could very well be, like, oh, adrenaline's kicking in. Like, I gotta stop fucking around. Like, I'm gonna get shot in the dick. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, that, yeah, that's really cool. I guess so, I never really... Uh, it's cool. I like it. Yeah. yeah I'm trying it's to think back. It's not something I thought about. Yeah, it's been a while since an Uncharted game for me. I mean, so. he does, like, in later games, he does start having, like, blood stains on his shirt and shit, so that doesn't really work. Yeah, um, but I guess it doesn't really, uh... I, I guess it could be... It could be a glancing blow. Yeah, it could be, like, uh, more Much melee weird. stuff rather than bullet stuff. Like, he can get hit in the face. That's not... That won't kill you. I mean, mm. it could kill you, but... You know yeah. what I mean? You'd be shocked how many people survive getting shot in the head. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a pretty high amount. Up. Yeah, <laughs> highly fucked. But um, as well, I mean, you know, if you if he gets uh, if he does get hit, like maybe a like a grazing shot or, um, mm-hmm. you know, something like that, stubs yeah. his toe. I don't know. He's got a bad hang now. Damn, that's why I said that to somebody <laughs> recently. I said if I get an unexpected hangnail, like I'm out for the week. Well, I mean, you know, not so, not so I'm, long I'm ago, not a rugged explorer. Not so long ago, that would kill people. That and diarrhea. Get infected? You get a little bit of diarrhea in your hangnail? Oh, boy. <laughs> well, There's first no they thought that that was a cure. They're like, just pack some diarrhea I mean, into it. Well, we got to get the ghosts out of his blood, so we're going to have to scare him off with diarrhea. Well, okay, so we're going to go ahead and woodpecker his wound, and uh, that will uh-huh. clear up quite a bit. And, uh, and then we'll bring in the leeches. A lot of leeches. That's good. So the right. leeches suck his diarrhea out and then push it into his wound. Jesus. That's genius. That'll do it. 
That'll do it. That'll definitely it'll do something. I mean, you die afterwards, <laughs> but you know. <laughs> All right. You're, so there you're was cured a, of the first thing. There was a fan remake of PT, the playable teaser for Silent Hills on PC, yeah, and that shit got shut down, son, by Konami because Konami is yeah. not very nice. Um, so, like, I brought this up just because I found the reaction funny. They're like, the 17-year-old developer says that there's a happy ending, though. And I'm like, he's 17. Damn. I don't think he knows the definition of happy. Um, <laughs> or en- happy ending. Or happy ending. <laughs> ah! Oh, boy. Uh, but bad. anyway, he was making this fan remake for PC uh, because the the game that was made that we all grabbed the playable teaser for, um, it was taken down from the PlayStation Store. You can no longer download it. Um, even now, uh, it, you have to go through some CD ways to get uh, get the game if you would want it. So he was trying to make it accessible for everyone. Um, mm-hmm. Well, the 17-year-old behind the project, the 17-year-old who goes by the handle Quizmar, uh, was told to cease and desist or we're going to remove your thumbs. Um, not really. They, they just sent him a cease and desist. Um, and he, Quizmar went on to say that, uh, Konami representative was super cool about it. They weren't personally threatening and actually complimented his work as well. They offered him an internship, That's good. but they said that the game has to go. Um, I, I, I don't know. Personally, I don't know. If it's kind of like, there's two, like part of me wants to say if I was offered that after the uh, you know after I basically remade the game that they you know remade the demo that of the game that they couldn't like make mm-hmm. um, like a part of me wants to say I would be like you know what you know I was making this game because I love it and this company kind of fucked that game yeah so maybe not but he is 17 so he'll probably accept that internship Um but yep, then it's no, like it's, it's uh, like, but maybe if I got the chance to work on that game, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. It, but it's not going to be the same. Mm-hmm. Even at that, it's not even going to be close. But um, he says he estimated he put uh, around 180 hours into the game, uh, and with it gone, he's like, it's like a giant burden has been lifted off my shoulders. Uh, you know, funny. I don't have to worry about, you know, like. People wanting to play it, and uh, and he was posting it on the uh, free site uh, Game Jolt. Mm-hmm. So, um, but it is gone, so we have to go back to uh, you know those of them, those of uh, us without the game, um, mm-hmm. have to go back to you know not playing it. Pretty unless much. unless um, you're filter cord, who that's just a bit too spicy for you, I think. Oh, I can't even, like, yeah. When I So somebody was, I watched a video where they were talking about it, and I, like, just seeing that shit in that hallway, ah, man. I it, just about died. It, it, it kind of, like, your, test, your chest gets just a little bit tight. Mm-hmm. When I hear anything that sounds like that radio, that don't turn that dial, it almost, don't like, <laughs> it, it, it gives me the same feeling as if I've eaten something really sour. Mm-hmm. Like a, like a Sour Patch Kid or something? Well, it gives me the same feeling like, of when you're done pooping and you wipe, and then you go to stand up and you're like, I ain't done! <laughs> but yeah, it's... Well, I mean, we all have different reactions, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think that's is, pretty reasonable, but whatever. Fair enough. Okay. You know, what am I gonna... It's, it, it's kind of weird, like, 
I wonder if there's ever going to be, like, um, it, people do this kind of shit all the time where they're like, hey, I'm making a fan remake of this game. And you know your ass is going to get sued. Like, right. there's no way you're ever going to finish that thing. And if you're just doing it as, like, a project, just something to do, something to show to your friends, something to put on a resume or whatever, that's fine. But, like, people are always complaining that, like, oh, I, well, I, they didn't let me release this. Yeah, no fucking shit, dude. Like, I, I, I never I, let anybody release a fan remake of anything in history. I kind of understand. Uh, it, it has to be watched closely, but mm. I don't think he was going to make anything off this. I mean, even if he, it, it really, it has nothing to do with the potential lost income. It has to do with the, if they don't fight every single case, then they can't fight future cases. That's true. Because somebody, yeah, exactly. like if I make a PT game and I try to make money on it, and I say, well, they didn't sue that guy. He could have made money if he wanted to. Right. You know, then, then they have to. But that's the reason why you shouldn't think that you can do this. Right, right. Like... There's no way that you're ever going to be able to release it. We were talking earlier, and it's like, you just have to capture the atmosphere. That's what you have to do. A hundred percent. Just go in and change the assets and, like, flip. I mean, it, you know, it's according to trademark law, you only have to be a certain amount different. Yeah. I think it's, like, 40% different. And, like, so like, even if you have the same, you know, take that feeling and put it in a different location. Why don't you tell the story that they were going to tell with this game or whatever, with... Uh, that never happened. Health? That never happened. That's totally legal because it never happened. Motherfucking design docs, baby. <laughs> you know, like out there. It, it's it's tell the story that not even the story that was gonna happen. Tell the story that you think was gonna happen. Right. That's fine. Oh, I mean, if you got the original design doc, you could release that too because it never happened. Right. I think. I, well, I don't know. I feel like I don't know. maybe do don't that. do that. <laughs> I don't have. But uh, officer, yeah, they clearly work. stated on the podcast. That I okay, can I do this. Okay, it's at, uh, if you play right at uh, 2 hours and 57 seconds. Holy shit, we're pretty deep in, huh? Uh, okay, we got one more story. Cool, one more story. Um, and um, it's, of course, yeah. the big one for the, kind of this last week, of course, because the Battle Fortnite. Royale games are the biggest uh, games that are happening right now. It is Fart Knife. Um, is what I heard a couple. Uh, Fart Knife Two, uh, Season Origin. Five, was announced for Fortnite, um, and it is currently live. It brings on a whole bunch of new stuff, as well. You can imagine all the normal stuff, uh, new weapons, new cosmetics. Uh, but the mm. bigger things that it's bringing is uh, new land masses. Um, so you can read through in the patch notes of Red Epic Games if you'd like. Um, they are bringing on... I'm trying to find where these land masses are coming from. Okay, so there's a new biome uh, called the Desert. It is in the like southeast. Um, and I think that's the one that takes over... I don't know, it, it took something else away. I think it's a swamp area that it took away. Mm -hmm. um, as well... Inside that, there's a new town, a new location called Paradise Palms, uh, where you can actually do several different things, including uh, shoot hoops, play golf, um, and more. So, mm -hmm. you know, there's things to do while you're trying not to die. Um, and then if golf is your thing, they've taken out another small area and put... Well, not small area, but another area. And they've put uh, Lazy Links, which is a golf course. Um, mm -hmm. So it's just like a whole golf resort. You can see... Um, on their little map, you can actually see the sand traps in the holes. It does look like a golf course from above. Um, 
which is kind of cool. There are a few unnamed points of interest that have also popped up across the island, and they've updated the mini-map. Um, some other just neat things that they've done. When the storm circle starts closing in, it can shift mm. in random directions. So oh, if it's shrinking cool. on one spot, it can just shoot over to the left, right, you know, wherever. Um, so it makes it a little more, you have to pay a little more attention. It's a little um, more blobby and less, like, perfect yeah. closing circle, you know. Yeah, um, and I think that's just a, you know. Yeah, it's just a life of... Just, um, just, to, just to keep a little bit more life in the game, yeah. Quality of life, right. Right. Um, a ton of other things uh, that I could mention, you know, including this, uh, they have a... The, Wild West hero pack uh, for skins um, and weapons, which look kind of cool. Uh, for the Save the World mode, the the single player mode or whatever, or multiplayer mode, the co-op mode, um, mm-hmm. they have Rally the Squad, or it's called Challenge the Horde mode, um, where it is just the they just keep coming in waves, and you see how long mm-hmm. you can last with your build. Um, so that's kind of cool. Uh, they've introduced technically it's their second vehicle. But it's their first yep. real vehicle. It's an all-terrain cart. It's a modified golf cart um, <laughs> that can have all four uh, members of your squad in at the same time. And what's really cool is you can uh, drift, and then you get a boost of speed out of the drift, which is kind of cool. That's very good. And if you're trying to jump over small things, the people on the back of the cart can bounce down and then lighten up <laughs> to help the cart bounce <laughs> over stuff. Um, That's so, so cool. Tons of just little things that they've added um and then probably one of the bigger things that they've added is rifts have started to pop up all over the map you can run through them by yourself you can push your friends through them in shopping carts or you can drive through it in the all-terrain uh the all-terrain golf cart and it just shits you out somewhere random on the map uh really high above um so i've seen some pretty cool stuff where people drive through and then they hit the ground and the cart flips and then just explodes in midair um, yeah, it, it, it's really cool. Um, so a lot of really cool stuff happening in Fortnite. Um, I'm not playing it and I, you know, it's kind of blown up into a thing that is much bigger than e- either you or I, I think anticipated. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and I think it's because Certainly of that, bigger than I ever would have thought. Yeah. That, that battle Royale, um, the battle Royale wave it's riding, uh, it definitely, <laughs> definitely did a lot to that, but I still, I still like this game a lot. Like, a lot, a lot. I'm still a big fan of what this game does. I love their art. I love their uh, their commitment to... They keep pushing, you know, their boundary. They keep pushing um, the game forward, and it never feels stale. Mm-hmm. I feel like we just talked about Season 4 coming up. And Season yeah. 5's oh, already here. moving really quick. I mean, they're supporting this thing like you would never believe. I mean, yeah. This is... Really doing um, a great job. And they have enough money to just do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. So that's really that's really cool. So you know, even if you hate the game, you have to respect their game. Their game, for sure. You know what I mean? For sure. Um. So uh, with that, I think that's pretty much it. Do you have anything else, man? Anything else you want to talk? I don't think so. Um. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of uh kind of um. There's a lot of political stuff going on in the game and entertainment industry right now. I mm-hmm. kind of want to wait for it to settle out before we talk about it, if we talk about it at all. Sure. Um, like, I know Comicsgate's going on. I don't really know anything about it, but I've, I've definitely heard about it. I know you were just uh, arguing with uh, um, oh, yeah, I David got Jaffe. With, uh, David Jaffe. Yeah. <laughs> we need to get him on. I'm telling you. Yeah, I bet he would. 
talk he's to him a little bit. Extremely like he will definitely talk to his fans. If you're a fan of David David Jaffe and you follow him on Twitter, he will respond to you. It doesn't well, matter what kind of stupid shit you say. Like we we should get a roundtable talk of people that were really big in the game industry that are no mm-hmm. longer big in the game industry. Oh, let's get on. Uh, that's kind of brutal. Well, I mean, they're no longer big in like they're not making games anymore. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, let's get like David Jaffe. Let's get uh, uh, Cliffy B. Like, oh boy, Clifford. Just get some of these guys. And could you imagine if they made a friendship though, and then they started working on something random? Oh boy, that would be an absolutely shit tier game. Wouldn't it be? It those, would be. Okay. I don't think those two are compatible. The game would just be called Memes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, me, me, the game. Me, but yeah, you, you. Um, I, you know, I, I think that's about it. So, <clears throat> if you guys get the chance, like I said uh, about mid podcast, head over mm. to facebook.com backslash mammoth games inc. Check all the happiness and video game stuff there. Follow us on Twitter at mammoth games inc. So you know when we go live, do this and go live with anything else. I myself will be playing uh, Octopath Traveler hopefully here in uh, the next day or two um, on my mm. own channel, um, Night Swarm. At, or the underscore real underscore next form on Twitch. Um, mm. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think we have a date for uh, D&D. So... No, not yet. We'll keep that. We'll keep that. I mean, I know we... Like, this... For me, personally, this is, like, birthday row. Where mm-hmm. it's, like, birthday, 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 birthday. So... Um, That's funny. Almost Ashley's birthday is this coming up weekend. So... Okay. I mean... Not a lot, um, but uh, you know we have you know we can't I can't do a lot is what I mean I can't do a lot to uh, like I know we're gonna be probably out like the whole time so mm-hmm. uh, but yeah guys until next week uh, thanks for hanging out I am Night Swarm and I'm Filter Gord have a good one. <laughs>